0: Whoa! It's live.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to Connectivity Live. Today we're going to be talking about bomber for dads and dinosaurs, and I am joined by Neil Ronan.
2: Hi, hi, everybody. Sorry, I'm I'm moder- I'm the the social monitor right now. <laughs> I have I have the YouTube chat up where you can you can hit us up in there, and you can even join in the call later. Uh, to do that, you'll have to email connectivity at nintendo com and make sure you have a Google account or that's the only way you can join us. Um, I'm also checking the Twitter, but uh, you don't need to know that.
1: And we have also have Zachary Miller, the dinosaur expert, our resident dinosaur expert.
0: Resident staff paleontologist without a degree. <laughs> yep. Very very exciting title.
1: Um, armchair um, dinosaur uh, expert.
0: Armchair dinosaur expert, exactly right.
1: And we did have Scott Thompson here, but he doesn't seem to be at his seat. Did, is it gone? Scott!
2: Yes. Scott,
0: where are you?
1: Oh, I see a shadow.
0: Oh, look at that.
2: Fine, it Scott. is. Wait, what, are there, what are things? Can I just pull out all these things out of my, my hat right now? You pay this much. Right? right? Is, that we is that where we're going with this? Yeah. Scott's got his engine cap on. Is he, can he hear us? Scott, are you alive? Blink, he was blink, talking to us just before. Blink once for yes. Blink <laughs> twice for now.
0: Well, I can see his mouth moving. That's about all we need. This is this is why we record the podcast locally and then edit it. We have, <laughs> we have, we <laughs> like we have a mascot.
1: I've got a mascot here so we can admire my, my dinosaur.
0: Yeah. Oh look uh, at that. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> I like that.
1: Oh uh, shit.
0: <laughs> it's something like that. Scott, are you well,
2: Scott, you
1: get going soon.
2: Okay, he just muted himself. <laughs> um, I don't think he's played Star Fox Adventures though, so we might be able to just roll with it and eventually. Okay, let's ho- ho- just, ho- ho- just ho- <laughs> ho-
1: oh! while while Scott sort of works out. There he is. You can hear me? Okay, good.
2: Yeah, that uh, so yeah. Cool. That's, that's Scott good. Thompson.
0: Let's uh, let's talk about this shitty game. All right, Nick, Nick, take it
1: away.
2: <laughs> All right, so, Intro so, Star Fox Adventures.
1: Star Fox Adventures. We all know that it came out in 2002, and it was an n 64 game that got shifted over to GameCube, and Star Fox was added. So we don't really need to go too far into the history about how it came about, because well, it's I pretty, do, pretty well I do known.
2: A little bit about I think I think as it goes, and I think people in Rare might have come out about this recently, um, or at least been more been more forthcoming about it, is the idea that like they were making Dinosaur Planet, and basically someone from Nintendo was just like, hey, you don't a good s- idea if you put in then. Star Fox. And it was one of those things where, like, I think Nintendo tried to pose it as, like, you can do what you want, but we think you should do this. Like Metroid when Prime. Made, when it was basically that, like, Rare was like, no, we, we kind of want to do our own thing. And Nintendo was like, no, you're putting in Star Fox. Just
0: <laughs> do it.
2: But and you can tell. Can you have fun. You can yeah. absolutely. Tell it feels like a completely different game that Star Fox that that Fox McCloud was just put into.
1: <laughs> I mean the the N64 screenshots back like when that was being shown. I really liked the look of that game, and I remember like, I was pretty those. excited, pretty excited yeah. to play N64 at the time. But then like when it got shifted to Star Fox Adventures, like it did lose something. It lost like something to it, like, some the originality. Cool. Yeah, and no, I like. Back in the sixty four one, it seemed like Crystal and the Fox character Saber, Saber, were, going to, Saber, yeah. Yeah, Saber going were going to yeah, was gonna switch they're gonna have more of like a dual dynamic in the game, so you could like play as one for a while and then switch to the other one yep. for a while to like do different stuff. Like that sort of just got tossed aside. It seemed way
2: more interesting
1: than what this game <laughs> turned out to be. Uh, yeah. like, all, all the all the early stuff that
2: I remember hearing about Dinosaur Planet and kind of you know, playing through this game and then looking up some of the history. Like, I, I, I wish I could have played Dinosaur Planet instead. and I'll bet you Rare that, does, too. <laughs> well, cause then, because then it could be the 31st game in a Rare Replay collection on Xbox oh, One. Oh, yeah! You know, rare can't do anything with Star Fox Adventures because that's, that's right. tied up. that is a game owned by Nintendo. And in all honesty, mm-hmm. if you think about it, with Star Fox Adventures being the last project that Rare and Nintendo worked on together, uh, not discount, well, I guess, I guess they kind of worked on, like, Diddy Kong Racing, DS, a little bit. Um, but it could be that Nintendo might have forced them to put in a licensed character so that way they couldn't bring the IP with them whenever they got sold somewhere else. I, no, I, mean, I doubt that. It, I mean, it, depend, it depends on how long of a tail... Basically, when did Nintendo realize that, hey, Rare is something that we're not going to stay with long-term, and if that... If, it, if we ever find out that it's like, oh yeah, there were reports from Nintendo internally that in 2000 that they wanted to get rid of Rare, then that might make a lot of sense that they kind of forced in a licensed character so that way it would be it would be their game and they would own it that is just a theory
1: so yeah. so um, did you guys you guys obviously played it back when it came out then as well yeah I actually did not
2: for, for nope. me I think I borrowed it from a friend of mine so it was after he played it um, mm. so probably like the end of 2002 it might have been winter break. 2002, 2003. That's when I. Played I had it.
0: too. I had too many other games going on in that in that time period, and that, that just kind of fell by the wayside.
2: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I'm I'm trying to put myself back in that mindset, and I remember playing I remember playing the winter stages in the game during winter. So that that would kind of put it at that late late 2002, early 2003.
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly when I got my copy, but I know that I didn't get it straight away because I couldn't afford to buy it, so <laughs> um, I did play a little bit at, at a friend's house and stuff, but I have finished the game and like basically played like 60% of it on another file and then this most recent playthrough, I got to like four hours in or something. But um, so do you guys want to just jump in and like share our thoughts on what we think of the game today? It's so mediocre. Like, it I'm is not,
2: a conglomeration.
0: <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2015, I said this on Twitter, it is a conglomeration of bits and pieces of much better games. Like, it,
2: I think it's a game that, that doesn't hold up that well in modern day compared to when it came out in 2002. I think when it came out in 2002, and it's kind of funny. I was reading... Uh, the the Planet GameCube slash Nintendo report reviews of the game, there's two of them. They both gave him an 8 out of 10. Which um, is A lot of their complaints are exactly <laughs> what my issues are with the game. It's just mm. that their end result was a much higher score than I would probably give this game if I were to review it right now. I'd no, give it a six. I think some of that, if you put that in context, like Wind Waker wasn't out yet. Like, yeah. If, if we're looking at, like, how, what, what did that follow I up? Ball, that. It, was, it was Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And granted, I, I think that Ocarina and Majora's Mask are way better games than this, but if you think about it, we're like, guess what? The, the combat in Ocarina and Majora's Mask isn't, isn't really that great. I think it's better than what's in Star Fox Adventures, but there's not this huge gulf there. It the just Star is... Fox Adventures is, is, is it's, it's click, click, boom. It's just, like, tap the A button, occasionally, like, draw back or, or, like, dodge.
0: It's um, more yeah. similar to Beyond Good and
2: Evil. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, which one? Yeah, was, like, yeah. was around that time. I think it right, was.
0: Like,
1: yeah, yeah, that was two thousand three. Yeah. Yep. Like the um, a lot of the game, like the sort of the the temples or the dungeons and stuff, I found that it's all it's like it never got very, the puzzles weren't very hard. Like it was all very easy. Um, like most of the game is just like overcoming small obstacles and like just sort of traversing through there's a very specific way to get through the game and um, i'm actually going to draw a comparison to this to to like skyward sword because i think it shares some similar problems in the way that it handles like traversing through the environment and stuff i mean skyward sword is a higher quality game but like mm-hmm. that was like, like when I was pl- when I was playing it, it was like reminded me a bit of what I didn't like about Skyward Sword, and that is stopping every five feet to pull out something to plant yeah. something or um, shoot the fireball into the thing, or you know, t- make tricky dig a hole, or oh, you know, it's sort of a similar sort of pace, like uh, rhythm tough. to it.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's just like there's a lot of. I, I mean, it's not like that, like. Some of the environments do look very nice. Even, I mean, a, lo- a little bit of it is like putting on 2002 goggles on and being like, hey, for a GameCube game released in this time frame,
1: it still looks pretty. Yeah, um, if, you really that does C- look if you play that game on a CRT, it would still look like, amazing now. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because we're like pushing the resolution up. Um, and the fur yeah.
0: effects aren't... I learned that the fur effects aren't actually fur effects. They're like little bits of polygon. Or a <laughs> texture map popping off of
1: his a character mm-hmm. model.
0: Because and I think it, when the camera gets weird. far
1: away... It looks weird, man. <laughs> I think when the camera pulls further away, like, the, the fur effect sort of disappears. Oh, absolutely the cut does. Cut scenes and stuff, you can really tell that it's there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what bothers me a lot about the way this game is structured is that it's not quite like the the rare level collectathon that we kind of got used to in the N64 era, that, you know, kind of culminated in a in a beautiful, terrible way of Donkey Kong 64, which, if you want to hear more about that, I don't know the exact episode of Connectivity, but you can listen to our fine podcast um,
1: and mm-hmm. Nick and Zach
2: talk about the game at length.
1: It's kind of funny that all the, um, the retro games we've spoken about like have been rare games, and all <laughs> rare games that <are laughs> haven't played on Rare Replay. Like, yeah. I mean, we didn't even plan that. I mean, Diddy Kong Racing That's was something we thought about ages ago, and then it, the other ones have just happened by circumstance. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but there it, there, there is
2: it's not a collectathon game but there what are a lot of that oh god there, there's it's just it's a it's a fetch quest game it feels like it's in. An, mm. it's like like a point-and-click adventure like i was gonna say adventure game but i feel like that's non-specific but it feels more like a point-and-click adventure than it does like a zelda game i didn't really feel a sense there, of exploration uh, i felt it was like you have a task the world you, exists go, you go you go in this items. direct path you do the task you get another task and then you yeah. go to another place complete yeah. the task and, and that, that's all it is it's a, it's a series of very linear story based quests that I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think it's bad like I think it's a fine game I don't think it's a great game I don't think it's a terrible game it just it's like I said to start off the discussion about it it's just mediocre
1: it can definitely be. It's definitely like can be fun, but I think it was like playing it now. I've had like I haven't. I've only played like three or four hours. So maybe if I had pushed through a bit more of it, I would have gotten back into that sort of the mindset of that that sort of era of game design. But I had more fun with the game back in like two thousand three or whatever. Whenever yeah. I played it, and I did definitely. now. Um, like and because most people didn't like. You know, the, the, people said bad things about the game in two thousand two. But, like, I was sort of, like, against, like... I was surprised when I played it. I was like, oh, you know, it's not as bad as everyone's saying, but, you know, it's definitely got some problems, but... There are entire <laughs>
0: sections of this game where it's you're not in a dungeon, but you're just kind of running around mm. collecting 15 thingamabobs in order to complete a quest to do something else. It's It's like... <clears throat> it's like the... My problem with games like this is the world is ending, now go do my laundry before I'll help you. (laughs) You know, they're not (laughs) locked doors. They're dudes who need you to do shit.
1: Yep. I think the games. I like, I felt this at the time too. I felt the game suffered by not having some sort of like larger, o- o- like open area, like Hyrule Field. Yes. It was everything was um contained to like what we're saying, this structured pathway through the game,
3: mm-hmm. and there was
1: no sort of um area you could just go to sort of hang out and explore. I mean, the biggest area in the game is probably like that Thorne Tail Hollow area where yeah. you sort of start off yes. the game. Yeah, and um, it's,
2: it's a. The music's really nice. It's a David Wise soundtrack. Yeah, I love, I and love that. That, that makes that makes a lot of those kind of boring areas a lot better mm. because the, the music is really good.
1: Yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it feels yeah, it feels like very yeah, like. like wall, I kind of want to say Spielbergian at points, and I nope, guess maybe don't he, say that. Don't fucking say Spielbergian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that not that he composes music, but it feels like it could be in a Spielberg movie.
0: Um, I um. I had to laugh every time there was an R wing segment because you just know they didn't want to do that. Yeah. And the H- R wing segment could, is like thirty seconds like garbage, long. Man. It's basically a load screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, and it looked
2: really nice, and it still looks really nice. But it just like, if you ever wanted to play, like, I, but I don't know. I think it kind of controls better than Assault. Now that I think about it, having played. <laughs> Both the, the both some of assault recently and the, yes. some of the R wing segments and adventures.
0: Well, it feels like playing the N sixty four game.
1: I thought playing oh, like at the time. At the time better the time, than that, man. The R wing, the R stuff, I really liked. Um, like playing, through. even though they're very simple, the the yeah. way the R wing control always thought was really good because I really like how you use the digital click to do the barrel roll yes. on the at, um the shoulder buttons, yeah. Yeah. and um. You only, like you know, you can't even charge your laser in that. But you know, it's you still gave you a. Star Fox terror.
2: doesn't even have bombs, man. Mm.
1: Wait. Well, yeah. It, it gave what you a. Really? Um, what? Star Fox Zero doesn't have bombs. What
2: yeah. the hell?
1: <laughs> I'm not buying that game. <laughs> yeah,
2: it looks fun. I played no. it. It's fun. Don't,
1: no. I mean, don't, like you know, don't be the Arwing, Arwing, no. the Arwing levels in adventures are like. One was graphically comparable to like Zero, aren't they? As well,
2: <laughs> yeah, they, um, kind they are. No, no,
1: they're the Golden not. Rings are actually
3: round. <laughs>
2: having, having once again, having played Adventures Assault and the demo of Zero in the past few months, Zero looks way better than both of those games. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, I know. guys.
0: Um, I, uh, there are a lot of uh, the thing that's that I didn't like most about this game was the world building. Um, the good guys, the plant eaters, the ankylosaurs, and the horned dinosaurs, they're they are the earth walker tribe. Well, they're not on earth. They don't know what earth is. So they have so that, dirt,
1: so you know, earth could be terrain.
0: just... Uh, yeah, it's, it's something better. And then just the sharp claw tribe? Come on, guys. Okay. Zach, I mean,
2: this is a fictional planet
1: in that a
0: world it. where the main character is a fucking anthropomorphic fox. How did all those quadrupedal herbivorous dinosaurs construct a temple? What did they use? You know what? Maybe you can answer that question
2: in the second segment of the show. (laughs) This This is... I can't. Science has no answer. We're not
0: there yet. Did you notice that that, uh, uh, General Scales is basically Zant and, and Andros is Ganondorf? Am I the only person that kept
2: on seeing Crizoa and was like, they could have just made that Chozo, and I yeah, would have the difference. Yep.
1: <laughs> so we have a question, no, man, imagine, if it, imagine if it was like a Metroid reference. That means Star Fox Adventures would be in the Metroid universe. Oh yeah, god. Like, well. I
2: want Nintendo <laughs> to do dumb crossovers across the board. Just like, I mean, how can how can... how much of that piss everyone off? It's like, hey, we're not going to do an F Zero game, but in the next Star Fox game. Uh, Fox is gonna fly Team up right with over Dude City.
1: No, like, we, ah! I just want to get you know Samus and Prince Tricky at a double link, like teaming up. Uh. That would be, be great. That'd be great fun. <laughs> All right,
2: with a question from the chat from from 2 Pimp It O Zero Zero. I don't know how to say your name, dude. Um, what are your feelings about Prince Tricky?
0: Bad. I, it's tricky. I, it's annoying. I think he's my like, voice favorite part annoying. of the
2: game. You know what's <laughs> like funny? Him. I looked at the voice actor for it. It's actually... Uh, I think he's working on ukulele. It's Kev Bayless. I'm
0: not <laughs> shocked by that. Archer, like, Killer... <laughs>
2: he, he's an artist at rare for years. He was know... the guy that... And, and they just lying. said, we, he, we need, you. We need, need somebody to do Insan. a voice. Yeah. Can you do a voice? I
1: mean, that's that's like half of the cast
2: of
3: Star yeah.
1: Adventures, maybe more of it. It's just people who work there. Is the guy that did Fox um, was it Chris Siva was it because he did Conquer as well so I I, I don't think it was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it
2: up Talk
3: for some reason it. I think
1: that he did Fox as well but I'm probably wrong on that on armwingpedia. So also but yeah, but yeah no make... I don't like I don't
2: like Prince Turkey I don't like his effect in the game I think he's an annoying character and I think he's
1: I think he's dumb is this
2: you talking no that's that's <laughs> from the <laughs>
1: I don't know if anybody in the chat... He's kind of alright. Like, at least his AI can sort of keep up most of the time. Like, like it would have been even sh- more annoying. Okay, like, Chris Seaver
2: voiced Peppy and Slippy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, uh, by the way, this was great to me. The intro to the game. The whole reason Fox is doing this in the first place is so he can get paid to get the Great Wing fixed. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. That's so funny Fox. to me. The Great Fox. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's not even a Metroid Prime Two situation where she just crash lands. It's it's. I guess I'll save these guys because I need to get paid. Yeah.
2: Well, it's I mean, if like... you think about it, like Fox is just like a fucking horn dog prick in this this game. Because his only reason for being there is, it, I guess they were maybe they were trying to go for like a Han Solo thing. But like he's <laughs> just there to do the job. What um, happened to Falco? He's just gone. Well, they, they, I mean, they explained that before, and I think there's something in, like, an instruction manual or maybe a comic that came out before oh, the game's mm. release. Uh shows up at the like, end. It's just basically yeah. that, like, Falco's... It's basically that, like, Falco was tired of working with the team and, I think, wanted his own glory and, like, thought that Fox was getting all the glory or something along those lines. But I do Fox love that joke. Fox in this game is... It's basically, like, he's only in it for the money, and then, mm-hmm. then he's only in it for Crystal.
1: Yeah. And, like... <laughs>
2: It's basically like he's just a creepy dude. Crystal in her coconut bra, yeah, and <laughs> a British accent, and her making like Fox's heartbeat race at the end
1: of the game. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, so dumb. it's so dumb.
0: Uh,
2: so, let's see. Do we have any other questions?
1: I just wanted to mention as well, like if you if anyone wants to call in, um, I think oh, yeah. we can shoot yeah, an email um, to connectivity. Email,
2: yeah, email connectivity at nintendo and then we'll try to bring you on as long as you have a Google account and a webcam. So if you want to do that, shoot an email. I have my email open, so I should get it, and we can bring you on. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we have another question. Uh, what would have made the game better if they could only change one thing? I'm start to rephrase that, if you could change one thing about this game to make it better,
0: what would you do?
1: I would do have... it. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I was just say I just like what we said before. Basically, delete Star Fox, bring back Dinosaur Planet.
2: Yeah, bring back that, that original concept.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I would, I would just sweep all the Zelda stuff under the rug and build up those actual Star Fox segments because those are fun. They're just too short.
2: Just how about take out the Zelda stuff and just make it a Star Fox game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Although John Benj in the chat does have a very good comment. Uh, Fox's intro to the game reminded me of Lone Star's intro to in Spaceballs, which is yes, 100%. And I actually <laughs> I feel like Rare is the kind of team that like that could have been their inspiration. Yeah. I guess maybe the Spaceball parallels kind of go deep. I mean, we can also, probably we pop
0: this out more. Peppy rapidly aged between Star Fox 64 and this game.
1: <laughs> it's going to be like two years, I think, right? It's only been a couple of years since Star Fox 64. <laughs> that's the one thing I hate about... um. It's eight years, Yeah. The one thing I hate about the Star Fox series up until, like, now is, like, um how they age the characters. Really we said never did that. Just keep them the same look the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's no point. Well, that's what
2: they're doing with Zero. I mean, Zero, they... I yeah. think the comment with yeah. that is that it's- It's It's not
0: a prequel or a sequel.
2: Yeah, so it's a reboot, but they're not calling it a reboot. I think it's basically just that, like, pretend that Star Fox is just having adventures and there's not any canon, (laughs) Um, which I'm okay with, because... Well, uh, Star
0: Fox 64 is basically a reboot of Star Fox. Yeah. That's
2: what I mean. Technically, the only games in the the modern, I guess now the old Star Fox canon, it's 64, (laughs) Adventures, Assault, and then... uh, and then the mm-hmm. end of its command, and command does kind of have a definitive end. Mm-hmm.
4: Command one has 15. Command has got 80, 80 definitive endings. I love. <laughs> there is one, one that is. I think is
2: supposedly like canon, and it's not the one where Fox and Falcon become F-0 pilots, which sucks.
4: <laughs> I, I love the endings of that game like they're just so so ridiculous. It's it's
2: in my opinion it's the only reason to play that game is oh, the ending
4: Oh, one hundred percent. And unfortunately now I will probably not unfortunately, but you could just watch a YouTube clip with all of them, which I yeah. recommend you do because they they are just out of this world insane. Um, yep. But yeah, but I think we're, we're shitting on this game too much because I think it did give us one of the greatest romances in video game history, and that is Crystal and Star Fox.
2: <laughs> which is which is Fox and a literal crystal yeah. that has a woman. Oh my god. It.
0: I do want to, I mean, I, I played... When room. Crystal shows up at the end on The Great Fox, I half-expected Fox to get a huge boner. He did.
4: We just didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this game responsible for, like, creating furries? I have Probably. to think
3: so. With a, the fur
2: physics. the you want to, to be... Star Fox Adventures is one human fox kiss away from being Sonic
1: 2006.
4: It's true. Oh. It's very true.
1: <laughs> you are not wrong. So, um... So Neil, how far did you get into the game on like playing it this week or the uh, the
2: end of that what is it the cloud runner fortress um so like the second major dungeon and then oh okay and then I kind of clicked through uh, a long play of the game some of them beat the game in 9 hours which is I mean oh, is I didn't, possible? I kind of forgot how
1: short this no, game is my my first my first playthrough I clocked in about 13 hours so that's yeah. okay yeah
2: yeah like I forgot kind of how short this game was. It's but, pretty
1: short, yeah. but I
2: did I did kind of just poke through and being like, oh yeah, I remember that area to kind of jog my memory
1: of mm. um, playing this game thirteen years ago. I do um, like a lot of the environments in the game. Like a yeah. lot of the different environments are, like look cool <laughs> and kind sort of fun too. To That's the one thing that
2: I was kind of it. surprised by is that the puzzles in the dungeons were actually pretty fun. Um,
1: I just I think the combat's terrible. Mm. Yeah. I mean it's like two different kinds of moves you can do with the staff, and that's yeah. it, right? So. And I think
2: that, as far as it, it trying to be a Zelda game, I think that the, the power-ups that you get are really dumb and kind of perfunctory. Um, mm. And it's also like, now, now we'll get into full-on spoiler territory here, but, like, the end of that game goes completely off the rails in just, like, a gameplay sense. Because you're building up to this point where, like, well, one, I think it's, like, first it's, like, You've got to get these four, the four Force Temples or whatever, the four Prezoa Spirits. And you get all four, and you're like, shit, man, nothing happened. There's a fifth one. You get the fifth one, and you're like, shit, man, nothing happened. And then you get the sixth one, and you try to find the sixth one, and you can't find it. And General Scales drops from the ceiling, or, or wherever he comes from, and it's just like, yo, Fox, you're doomed. I got you now. And then all of a sudden you hear a disembodied voice, and it's just like, hey, Scales, kill yourself. (laughs) <laughs> and then Scales kills himself, and
0: then he's the sixth spirit. The sixth spirit was in Scales all along. It's like, like Final so, Fantasy: The Legend Reborn, or whatever that shitty movie was called. It's it's, it's like it's Spirits like fucking Voldemort
2: with a goddamn like oh yeah Harry's the Horcrux, like something like that's what it felt like. Um, <laughs> and then and then so so then Scales kills himself. You got the sixth spirit. There's no there's no boss there. It's just like all right, you win. But then like that disembodied voice, Fox is like. I don't know about that, man. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> and then, and then like he goes out and like frees Crystal from the crystal, saves her life, and instantly like that means they're gonna and do she it. She just takes like, his uh,
0: staff and it's, it's yeah. like, give
2: me that back. Um, and then and then like a head floats away, and you're like, oh, it's Andros' time, bitches. Um, yeah. and, and then it's Andros' time, bitches.
0: Like, and then it's the N64 final battle again. And then, but then it's like.
2: There's just all these moments in the ending that just bug me, because it's like, he's on like this big platform where Crystal's been trapped in the Crystal the entire game, which I wonder how they came up with that name and that concept.
4: Um, Um, I was going to say, I want more games where like, characters are literally trapped in what they're named after. Like, I wish Final (laughs) Fantasy VII Cloud was just stuck in a cloud and you had to get him out.
2: It's a guy guy named Rock. He's been trapped in this rock (laughs) for years. Good luck. He's an asshole. Um... But so, so the Andros head, it's like one of like the Krizoa, like they have like the Krizoa statue thing. And then yeah. that head floats well, away terrible. like it's like Andros. And then so, then Crystal starts shooting with the staff. And Fox is like, um... I guess I'll this. leave. And he hops in the Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just, I guess like preserving yourself, but like, haven't you imprinted yourself on this woman? Don't you love her? <laughs> <laughs> like... So then, so then he goes and he winds up fighting the, the Krizoa head that's now turned into like weird mutant Andross.
1: Um, was it explained how and- What was the story like basically you powering Andros back up or something? Yeah, that's yeah, basically was what
0: happens.
3: It? He was a, like, he
1: basically died at the end of 64, like, so we thought. Like,
0: it's that typical anime uh, plot line where the hero gathers all this shit, and then the bad guy's like, I knew you'd do it
1: for me, now I'm back. <laughs> Hey, well, yeah, Ganondorf did it first, eh? Yeah, he did. <laughs> You're not <creating> it.
0: <laughs> did everything first in this game.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. Uh, but how it, how good it, is the Warpstone guy? The the guy that voices the Warpstone. He's so cool. A lot of the voices are good. It's a rare game. Hey, yeah, I
4: want I want to ask you guys though, having just played it, because I haven't played it since like back when it released. What makes you confident that it would be any better if it had just stayed Dinosaur Planet instead of Fox getting inserted?
1: Because because the game was compromised to include the Star Fox stuff because originally yeah. it seemed like they were going to utilize Crystal and Saber like the Fox protagonist. And oh, was, that's like, what you
4: were saying. Yeah, they'd like. Yeah, It'd be a tandem, because right?
1: Between them and like sort of explore different areas. They each got different moves and stuff. Like so, okay. the game design itself changed a lot.
0: You wouldn't have to wedge in the the R wing stuff or the, mm.
4: the well, the R stuff, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like well, I assume it, it, I it I would be t-
4: t- t- it would be great if they had the idea that in Dinosaur Planet you were just going to randomly pilot
1: an R-Wing. <laughs> that, that wasn't changed. That was actually part of the original. That was actually in there already, yeah. It was like, it was like a wooden flying machine. It was like yeah. a bicycle that you could... R-wing. It really yeah.
0: was a prequel to Star Fox.
1: <laughs> but, um, like, you know, I have to imagine that the the planet would have been, like, not, like, broken to pieces in the original sort of idea. So maybe, like, instead of um, oh, instead of gating, gating it so heavily by different items and, like, sort of the g- geographical sort of distance and having, like, the stuff broken apart, like, the, the maybe the world originally was going to be more complete and uh, a bit more nonlinear in terms of, like, exploring it. Um,
3: that would have know, been
1: that's nice. A, that's just speculation, but I, I can sort of see that like, the way they ended up doing it with Star Fox to sort of force the Arwing stuff in or sort of force some of the space, like, storyline in as well.
0: Like.
2: Oh. But, yeah, the, the ending's just ridiculous. And then the endings that... I, I, I remembered it when I was watching it. That, like, it's a pointless boss fight with Andross because you can't win until Falco shows up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. like... I, that, the, the ending to the game is a mess, but it's also a fulfilling mess. So, at the time, and probably even today... People are like, "Oh my God, there's an Arwing fight and it's andros Everything's <laughs> okay, despite the fact that it's totally inconsistent with the entire game and just like not good. It
1: just it just wish fulfillment. They could have easily made the General Scales a proper boss fight as well, though. I like, know, right? Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray used to do like the double the double boss fight a lot. Like you'd have a real fight, then something else would happen, then you sort of go to the next stage of the fight." Um, for some reason, I guess they just decided. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Nintendo's, Nintendo's
0: not going to buy us anyway. You...
1: <laughs> After this, we're gone. Yeah.
0: Why would we want to fight the guy who we've been building up to fight the entire we've, game?
1: We've, we've got to get on to grab by the ghoulies, so we better get rid of this. <laughs>
0: Guys, cameo isn't going to finish itself. <laughs> But. I've always wanted to play Cameo I've heard it's not as bad as people think it was back no, then. Actually, I, I, I played it back in 2005 and I enjoyed it a lot I think it's a,
2: nice. a solid game
1: um, I didn't finish it but um, I've been tempted to go back to it recently because of the whole Rare Replay yeah. stuff That's yeah. a yeah. game that I
4: would revisit if, if and when I get Rare Replay mm.
0: You
4: know as, as bad as this ended up turning out, I bet it sold so much more being a Star Fox game than being. I think it's the absolutely player. true. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, I think in, I, it's, I, I, it's
4: in their players' choice. Catalog. Yeah, um,
2: I believe that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the highest selling Star Fox game worldwide because I think 64 is, but I think it it hits some milestone. I, I want to say mm. it's definitely number two, after the N64 version.
4: I believe uh, it. Because what else? it is, I mean, it it is, it, is only, two. only 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 the Super Nintendo game. I would think would be yeah would because yeah, it, it definitely.
2: Adventure has definitely outsold Assault and Command. I know. Mean, I think oh, yeah. Assault relatively bombed. Um, yeah. And Command, I think, didn't do didn't blow up the charts. But I mean, this game's it's it's weird replaying it because I I like I said I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's particularly good.
1: It's so just, like we were saying. It was definitely more f- like it was more fun to me back. When it was contemporary, uh, like you know, 10, 12 yeah. years later, it just yeah. like is yeah, it is, it, its flaws are more more apparent and sort of less forgivable now. But at least you have the dinosaur language, and that was cool, right? No. <laughs> That <laughs> sounds awesome. It was, the, I, I started like transcribing words um out of the manual into like, to, like write <laughs> yeah, it all things. They, at the
2: they time. do. They do. I think like a lot of the words kind of correspond. I think there is a way to translate a there's lot a,
1: of the stuff. That's yeah. Google. There's. A, they included the way like the little cipher thing. It was like moving like letters sort of sideways and, <laughs> of and dropping the M into something. M turns into L or something crazy like that. Zach now Zach, is that is that authentic to the, to the actual dinosaur language? Absolutely is, yes. Okay. Good. I was I, I was totally free. gonna totally gonna like write a whole thing up and like read out a translation, but I couldn't be bothered in the end. Yeah, I think
2: that was that was good. You shouldn't waste your time with such things. We should have mentioned <laughs> So I guess with like Star Fox Adventures and with Star Fox Hero kind of kind of coming out, and I guess retconning some of that, will <clears throat> we ever see Crystal and Prince Tricky in a game again? Nope. Crystal,
4: yes. Tricky, no. Uh, Crystal, Crystal yeah, maybe. Mm. I mean, cause she's a she's popped up in other things. Like she'll 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 show up. So does he? So i, do it. Uh, I it. An assault.
1: Yeah, hey. that's true. He does. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's
2: actually he's actually not annoying in assault. Yeah. You go to yeah. you go
1: to his planet, right? In assault, you go to yep. go there. Yeah, and you know, um,
2: I, I will still. I don't know if I'll, I'll like die on the cross for for Star Fox Assault, but I think that game's pretty good.
1: I've never actually really played it, the single player. I've never well, played it either.
2: Well, next time we do this live, let's all play Assault.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think I think Crystal is kind of a like a weird fan favorite in the way to me, like, Daisy is. Like, so I feel, I feel like Crystal will come back at some point, because people... But wouldn't. I feel like
2: Daisy's a more interesting character, despite never actually talking in a game.
4: <laughs> despite having no
3: character. Hi, I'm Daisy!
2: <laughs> yeah, despite that the only thing that I can think of that she's ever said is,
3: Hi, I'm Daisy! Hi, I'm Daisy!
1: Everyone just um, likes it from, like, because she's taken on that crazy crazy persona when from, like, Strikers and stuff, and she, they've she's kind of emphasized ass. her her crazy eyes like in the most recent games and stuff. I want, I want a game where she's trapped in a daisy, and you have to save her.
2: <laughs> yeah, And Peach isn't trapped in a peach. <laughs> but that opens up a lot of weird well, like, uh, I, don't think,
4: I don't think we ever want to get into that. Peach, stay out of Peaches. Toad could be stuck in a toad. I mean, like, well, like, Wart could eat toad, basically. <laughs> wart what? could be in a wart! There you go! <laughs> Capitan really? Todd. <laughs> Guys, i got a Mario
0: Maybe, Maker level to make. I'll be back. Yeah. Maybe Crystal will be a DLC racer in Mario Kart 8.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I th- I like I kind of like Crystal in Adventures at the time, but every other appearance they've put her in, she's just kind of been, I don't know, I don't like the character anymore at all. Like She seems yeah. just sort of annoying whenever she's turned off in later games.
2: I mean, it's, um, it's kind of... And, and I think actually, in, in one of the early like the, the feminist frequency videos, they do call out Starfox Adventures almost directly, because it really is a terrible treatment of a woman in games, where it's like, look, she's powerful and she's oh, she's in a crystal the entire game.
4: It's a it's a terrible treatment of anyone playing it.
2: <laughs> it's a terrible treatment of any character, male or female. Or female. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's a, it's it kind of sucks because I think that the character of Crystal kind of starts off somewhat interesting, but then she really is yeah. just kind of broken down as, mm. like, Fox's play toy. Like, that's what she becomes, and even Such. even how she's used in Assault and Command, it's her relationship with Fox. I mean, that's what drives a lot of Command. I mean, not that, not that the Star Fox story is some <laughs> kind of holy text, but, like, Star Fox Command is basically, like, Crystal gets upset with Fox and, like, joins Star Wolf. Yeah. And, and a lot of the <laughs> endings revolve around like do Fox and Crystal get back together? That's and, like, all that's, of that's, them that's all, all that's her only through line is her relationship with, with Fox. Like that's it.
4: Which is and too so bad so so... I do I do like the idea of her joining the team because Peppy retires. Like yeah. that that makes sense. And that's cool. But yeah, it's just annoying and, that, like, Panther like, these jilted... is a
2: creep, like it's I don't know. Yeah,
4: weird. they're like these jilted ex lovers. Yeah, it's very it's very bizarre. She wants that Wolf yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we gotta move on. <laughs> if it... yeah, they're gonna bring, if they're gonna like bring back a female character, they should bring back Cat from sixty yeah, four. No, I mean,
2: I, I was actually when we were talking about like, will Crystal ever show up? I don't think Crystal needs to. I think you just make Cat a Crystal character.
1: Bring Cat and Bill back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, they're they all in command.
2: Real.
1: aren't they? Are yeah, they in yeah Zero? Actually, actually, they are.
4: I don't Everyone, know. Everyone's yeah. in command.
2: Yeah. Like even we're all in command. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you see that? They didn't go
1: Okay, so, so um, I just want to put the call out again to anyone that wants to call in and join us for a quick chat. Maybe they've got some thoughts on Star Fox Adventures. Yeah, we, we, have we also, have, we we also have... have some... Yeah, go, Neil.
2: Okay, we've got game codes for Guacamole on Wii U, The Fall on Wii U, Ali Ali on Wii U, Still Think 2 on Wii U, SteamWorld Dig on Wii U, Sports Ball on Wii U, and BitChirp Runner 2 on Wii U. Um, um so if, you, all, cool if you call in, all all you have to do is you need to have a Google account and you need to email connectivity at Nintendo World and we will bring you in live to the chat and you can talk dinosaurs, you can talk Star Fox Adventures, or probably just going on whatever. Um yep. so, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I
0: got.
3: <laughs>
1: we, can about, we can talk about some Nino Cooney as well. There you go. <laughs>
0: I have come so close to downloading that game so many times. (laughs) That game is constantly on flash sale on PSN for $5, and I always turn it down because I'll never play it through.
1: I played (laughs) about five hours and haven't gone back to it.
0: Yeah, I'd get five hours in and be like, you know, I just can't do it. (laughs) It's real pretty and
4: shit, but, man, I got other things to do. Do you ever want to see a Star Fox game where he's out of the R-Wing again?
2: No, no, because they're either yeah, having like yeah, this... Yeah, I think you could or... do it.
1: I stand he by, like...
4: an assault, and all he did was control, like, he
2: was
1: like... A no, no, no. Like... My idea is basically to rip off Gears of War and use yes. the, the uh, cover base sort of thing, like, for the ground missions, and you do that. And the
0: great like fox you do. can bomb enemies from above. I just feel like in yeah. Smash
1: Bros. Fox is, like, kind of a...
4: he's such a badass, and he's very, like mobile, and I think it'd be kind of neat to see that in a, in a 3D platformer. Again. It's, kind
2: of like, it's kind of like how I want to see the Captain Falcon GTA game. <laughs> like that, is, that is something that, like, I, think it, I feel like someone inspired me about this, but then, like, someone put the kernel of that idea in my mind, and I can't get it out of my head, because I think that would be the coolest fucking game ever, where it's just, you play as Captain Falcon, you're in Newt City, it's a GTA game, and instead of, like, getting in a car like you would in a GTA game, you get in a fucking F-Zero car.
4: You could right? honestly you probably just around. mod the PC version of GTA V and make this happen. Yeah, that like,
1: takes... The, someone else do that.
4: Well, yeah, you need to, like, hire someone. Yeah. yeah, hire
1: someone. And, um, basically, basically, Captain Falcon only enters the races to fund his, like, Batman like, <laughs> bounty hunting abilities. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Shit, dude. Like, oh, I want this game so bad. And the what's going is, is whenever we have an or Whenever we whenever we have an interview with, like, a Nintendo developer at E3, it's just going to be being like, hey, you ever want to work on an F-Zero game?
4: Because I got an idea. <laughs> on the house. And they'll be like, fuck <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> You'll be banned from any and all Nintendo games. Yeah. Actually, back back in, um, in, like, when Double Dash was a thing, like, um, one of the city levels, um, I was like, me and my friends used to think, wouldn't it be cool if, like, there was a Mario GTA-style game and you're, like, in Mushroom City and running around in, like, Mario Karts and stuff, doing, like, I don't know what you'd be, be doing.
2: That'd be great! It'd be a better single-player game than what's in 8 right now. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm on my second This I
1: haven't eaten a lot my, today. It's all Mario, fun. Kart, Mario well. Kart Paradise. <laughs> it's just, We've yeah. gone off the rails, and we're not getting any callers, so maybe we're just going to have to move on to um, the actual dinosaur talk. We yeah. might get some calls there. Yeah,
2: um, I... I'm in the. I'm talking in the YouTube chat. If you go there, uh, we've got information of how you can call in. Uh, connectivity at nintendoworldpro.com. Email that. We'll bring you on. You can win a Wii U download code of a game of your choosing that we have from the list of games that we have that you can choose from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and these codes, these codes come from um, a listener slash Twitter fan of NWR. I can't remember who. It was uh, Mr. It.
2: Mr. Salacia. He likes a lot no, of my
0: Instagram posts.
1: Left. Yeah, that's right.
0: he's, a good yeah. he's a good
1: dude. He, he sent those codes through to through to us like a couple of months ago when we sort of were saying we're going to do a live show eventually. So thanks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't just
1: yeah. download all the games.
4: Like we are, <laughs> we are really doing this. He hearts yeah, we all we, the creepy girly pictures. <laughs> oh, good, He's a kindred spirit for you. Is that what yes, you're? So Zach, did this, did Star Fox just make you decide to not be interested in dinosaurs anymore? Like, it did. I'm I'm going into
0: I'm going to do mammals now.
1: Hey, hey Zach, I've got a question. I got, got dinosaurs. Tricky. Yeah, go ahead. Like, um, why is it that like the sharp tooth and Land Before Time can't speak English like the other ones?
0: <laughs> I've wrestled with that question myself.
1: That's pretty much entirely what modern like. Th-
4: scientists and, and archaeologists and everything you're focused on, right? Like, isn't that...
1: They could have just had a reasoned debate. Hey, yeah, Land Before Time's coming out on Blu-ray soon, so uh, if you don't know... That's is something. it for real? Yeah, for real. I think it's coming out in America in October sometime, so... Maybe
0: they'll, maybe they'll put in all the deleted scenes.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a movie. But hopefully the transfer is better, at least.
0: Yeah, and what's... I... I I haven't watched that in a few years, but last time I watched it, it's seriously like a 60-minute movie.
1: It is yeah, I was incredibly surprised short. At that, yeah. I bought the DVD a few months ago for like $4, and it was like, this movie is only an hour long. I thought it was much more <laughs> epic than that.
0: Yeah. It's it's a movie that my parents say I it, it was my movie when I was little, and I watched just on repeat.
1: Mm. It makes a lot of so, sense. Yeah, I it can it see that. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Zach... How do you want to kick off the actual dinosaur discussion?
0: Okay, so what, I'll kick it off. To talk about? I'll kick it off first by, uh, with some show and tell. Okay. Uh, because we're on video and I can do it. So, can you see that? Is that a rock? It is a rock. <laughs> it's a fossil.
1: You can't really see the fine detail there, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Better? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, if you had to guess, What would you think this
4: represents? Uh, T-Rex kidney stone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad idea. (laughs) So you guys know, uh, have you ever seen pictures of those big prehistoric armadillos with armor all across their backs and they have a tail club and uh, they're (laughs) the size of a Volkswagen bug? Well, yeah. these are pieces of that armor shell. Wow! It didn't have one continuous shell. It had thousands of these little shapes that were all connected together. These from two different kinds of of animals. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I have I have two from this individual, and one from this one. They're called glyptodons, and uh,
4: they're pretty cool. Where'd you get those?
0: Uh, rock shops. Mm. Yeah.
4: Is that like that uh, expensive? Yeah. Or is that like
0: five bucks a pop? Huh, well, not bad. No, not at all. Um, so I um I have a thing. I got this know. from Zach. This oh yeah, the Aqualop skull. Yeah, Show that know. shit off. Mm.
1: So That's what the Neil is
0: showing off is a a actual size. Right you are actual size three D print of a mm. An ancestor of Triceratops. See?
2: What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's eating me. I'm eating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Don't first, do that, Fox.
4: At first, at first, when you picked that up, Fine. I was really, no. I was really hoping that was like a, one of those like wax dinosaurs you make at the museum for like fifty cents. You know? Do you remember those machines? Oh, dude, yes. With, like, they have their, the wax mold.
0: They have those all over the. The zoo in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, I got them all when I was little. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we, uh, but but so my focus is is obviously dinosaurs, but I can uh, answer. You know, depending on what your question is, I can answer questions about many groups of prehistoric mammals and and non-dinosaur reptiles, uh, crocodilians, uh, pterosaurs kind of an all-around guy. I can't necessarily give you the reference stuff off the top of my head, the, the citations, but you can trust that I'm not bullshitting you <laughs> with these with my answers.
4: Um, try to, yeah. well, well, for me, Zach, typically what we like this is what we would talk about on the podcast if we did a segment about it. So I have to like I have to ask um, the last one we did I think was before Jurassic World came out. So I, I would love to hear your thoughts as a dinosaur expert uh, and how they were represented in Jurassic World.
0: Yeah,
4: poorly. <laughs>
0: I um, so, so here's my deal. Here's my deal with Jurassic World. In Jurassic Park, they they were very responsible and they wanted to uh, show dinosaurs as science currently knew them, and the public's understanding of what dinosaurs were in 1993 was decades behind uh, the science community's understanding of what dinosaurs were. Uh, In 1993 you still saw children's books with you know uh, Brontosaurus in the swamp, uh, T-Rex upright like Godzilla um, and, and you know things like that anachronistic dinosaurs but in Jurassic Park Oh, for real? I'm getting a call right now? No, ignore. How do you ignore? <laughs> you throw it. Just don't answer the fucking phone, man. I'm not going to answer the phone. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, so they they were very responsible, and they, they single-handedly pulled the public's understanding of what dinosaurs were ahead, like, 50 years. Um, and I felt the Jurassic World had an opportunity to do the very same thing because... You know, there's feathered dinosaurs now since, since about 1995. Uh, and, you know, our, our understanding of dinosaurs has changed radically since Jurassic Park. And I was hoping Jurassic World would kind of rise to that challenge of once again uh, being kind of the, the motivator of, of understanding with dinosaurs. But it was not.
4: Well, and I think the movie was kind of in a, in a tough position because I agree with you about Jurassic Park. Like, as much as it was about being an entertainment an entertaining film, like, it was very much true, too, about, like, the spectacle. And I think having those, like, the, the special effects that they did, they really wanted to make the dinosaurs as realistic as they could compared mm-hmm. to, like, what, what we knew or at least what we thought they appeared to be. But with Jurassic World, I kind of get that, like, well, what do you do? I mean, do you like, incorporate what we know about dinosaurs today, or do you have to uphold, like, the legacy of those films and what people expect to see based on these, like, beloved films? And I think that's a tough position to be in, you know?
0: But it's it's the, I mean, the the plot contrivance is already built in. They say, in the movie, they say, well, they say two things. They say, our, our ability to genetically modify these animals is worlds beyond what we could do back then, mm-hmm. and uh, we can make com- perfectly accurate dinosaurs, but you know, they, they say to the park owner, you want more teeth and you want scary dinosaurs. Right. So, I mean, the impetus to make these animals you know, realistic is already there, it's built into the plot, so I don't know why they had to be so slavish
1: to the the original character models. Because they the the marketing guy in or whoever said it in Jurassic World that line about um, basically they wanted to play into people's expectations. It's basically yeah. a matter, you know. It's exactly the same thing as in real life. They wanted That's to true. play to people's expectations of what right, they right. look like and um, stay consistent with like what they've seen in Jurassic Park and stuff.
0: Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, they even um, have some. Anachronistic dinosaurs, they have tail-dragging stegosaurs with their, uh, with their heads close to the ground like uh, in freaking Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World in 1925, <laughs> uh, whereas in The Lost World, the terrible film that came out, you know, in 1997 or whatever. Uh, which is, which is the worst, The Lost World or
2: Three. Three. I mean, I think that three is more entertaining because that's the one where they just—it's sort of more entertaining, movies. but it's also
0: much more face-balling. It's movie. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> two is just boring. Yeah, two is just not a fun movie.
4: Well, but you get the yeah. T-Rex in, in like in New York or in wherever in, in San California. Francisco, yeah, yeah okay.
2: I, I feel cool. like that's yeah. that's the ultimate reason Could've why been. why Lost World sucks is that that happens and it's still a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought Lost World started off pretty good, but, yeah, it sort of jumps the shark with the uh, Godzilla ripoff sort of thing. Yeah. I never understood how the T-Rex, like...
0: Because the ship come, Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but at the end of that movie, the ship just barrels into the harbor because mm-hmm. everybody's dead. Yeah. But, but how did the T-Rex get into, like, the captain's quarters or the whatever the pilot booth is on a barge, which is not in the hold... The T Rex was confined to the hold, so I don't know
1: things like that bug me. But. and then it then it broke out after that, didn't it?
0: It broke out right after it got to the harbor, not on the not you know, on mm-hmm. the ocean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I reckon it, it should have crashed. In, it should have crashed into the dock, and then the T Rex just jumps, you know, as it's crashing. And yes. It's <laughs> the landing and then runs and then off. It, the barge
4: explodes. <laughs> ah, explosion. Yeah, <laughs> and an American flag waves. And again, he has to say, I'm too old for this shit. And kind of...
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but Jurassic World, um, yeah, uh, eh, it's just a huge missed opportunity for me. And I thought Carl, uh, I was on Bob talking about this, Carl made a great point. He said his, his uh, one thing that made him really face about it is at the very end of the movie, uh, it's kind of a minor spoiler, but but there's a big dinosaur fight at the end of Jurassic World. And uh, there's a raptor and a T-Rex uh, that kind of team up against <laughs> the bad guy. And at the end, and, you know, these two dinosaurs have been trying to kill each other for the previous movies. And at the end, they're just like,
1: peace, <laughs> and they walk off like fist bump. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. Team X goes. You flank him, and now coming from the right. Respect. Well, I
4: think we I think we talked about this, deck on the, on the podcast. But like, yeah, that was to me one thing I, I really didn't enjoy about Jurassic World. Or at least wasn't looking forward to. Was I think they kind of like did what they did with uh, Alien versus Predator, another movie I was very yeah, absolutely excited about. Is they tried to like they tried to turn the dinosaurs, or at least some of them, into like heroes.
0: The good guys, uh, yeah. Right.
2: And, and, guys, and, like, and I'll, like, I'll give you the heads up. uh Jill is going to join us. Oh hell
4: uh... <laughs> All right, that works. Does he? Does he want to code? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he looking? Is he looking to pick up Guacamele? Is that why he's coming on? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe he's Alex, just
1: a, kind of tricky,
4: Prince Tricky. He could be, but that—that's something like I—I didn't enjoy like about AVP and then about. These these movies is like we've we've gone on like believing that these dinosaurs are these like horrible terrible you know creatures which you know it, is in line with those movies and then all of a sudden you try to like i not humanize them but yeah make them make them good yeah. guys. Quick, yeah, like that.
0: get the T Rex, she'll help. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, you, know, you I, just I, know by
2: will... Everything that you're saying about how Jurassic World's a shitty movie, like I get it, but I went to the theater and I just kind of laughed and had a really good time. Like it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend it being a good movie or anything, <laughs> but I just, I watched that movie and I enjoyed it. Like, I, I just I never think, need to see it again. But for for those like two hours, like that was a good ass time.
1: The thing, the thing that bothered me the most about Jurassic World was like, um, in the lead up to it, when we first started hearing about, the like sort of the the concept of the story that how people were bored of dinosaurs and they sort of like over right. it. That that concept I was not. That. Ex- that was yeah, but they didn't do it in the movie. No, they didn't they were, like, at all. They were like super popular, and they're like, oh, we need to be like a little bit more popular.
0: Yeah, there's a one you know percent I mean? drop they, in attendance. Well, they should have did. They also, did, been, they also like, did show like a lot of bored kids. Well, they're bored fucking kids. Kids are gonna they should, be bored, ungrateful they little pricks.
1: Been, they should have been like um. should have been like hardly like, not very many people there. The the park was like losing right. money. They were sort of panicking. Um, that's why they make it. The dinosaurs Yeah, yeah. Nobody but anyway,
0: Starbucks. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally not. understand that.
4: Yeah, that's a very good point. So, Zach, what needs to happen in Jurassic World 2? Uh, well, obviously, uh, pre- obviously pre- they, prehistoric boogaloo for you to like. Prehistoric. Enjoy
0: <laughs> obviously, they need to go with the original concept for Jurassic World, which was hybridized human raptor soldiers. Uh, I think that's
1: clearly what no, needs to It's, it's well, going to go. You're going to militarize dinosaurs, so we're going to have dino riders by the sixth movie. Oh my god, that would be so great! I would rocket, I mean, rocket launches on T. Rexes and stuff.
0: They uh, they have hinted that uh, the sequel will involve kind of open source dinosaur creation, so multiple different companies will be creating their own dinosaurs to try Ooh. and get crowds. They should. They should, uh, for, they should,
1: they should make a. Um. um dino, um, dino starter and crowdfund Dinosaur Making.
2: <laughs> I really, if they, if they could just go more meta with the movie, like whatever mm. the Jurassic, Jurassic Universe, whatever they're going to do yeah. next.
4: I just wanted to go full on, like, Planet of the Apes, and I just want the dinosaurs to be intelligent and talking and taking over. <laughs> I
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're using, they're using, like, dinosaur sign language for the first 45 minutes, but then they yeah. just, then they just start talking. Yeah. Yeah. I essentially
4: just you know want what? them to recreate like the the uh, area from Chrono Trigger with the, the reptites. <laughs> I mean, this is not what
2: we want every movie to become, though. It's just Chrono Trigger.
4: Essentially, yeah.
2: Or Chrono Cross would be the better thing. It's like, hey, you remember that thing you liked? Yeah, everybody's dead.
4: <laughs> That's like, bitches. Just... Yeah. That's like, Chrono okay. Cross
2: is like the realest game ever made.
4: Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what you're begging for a sequel to this beloved game because you want to see what happens to your characters next? That's <laughs> unfair.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, if uh, we if we, we got Jules on the call, is that?
2: I think. I mean, I see like his his Google icon, avatar, yeah. But I don't. I don't know if if he's on or not.
4: That face is actually perfect in his avatar because I feel like that's the face be making coming into this conversation.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> The fuck! Did I just enter? <laughs>
0: so,
1: so, um, so getting off the Jurassic World topic, uh, what other is there any other dinosaur stuff that's been happening recently, Zach? Like in the sort of the research side of things?
0: Uh, there have been two new horned dinosaurs described very recently, which is exciting because I'm writing a book about them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, one called Regaloceratops, which was last month, early last month, I think. It is hey. a. Joel's oh, here. hey! Look at
2: that. Hey <laughs> guys. Hey, hey um, Jules, I don't know if you know everyone here. I think you've met most of us. I mean, I'm Neil. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. also have, we also have Nick from Australia. We've got Hello. Scott from hey, Chicago Nick. and Zach from Alaska. Hey,
5: hey Zach. Hello. Hey, hey guys. Talk,
2: we talked about Star Fox Adventures earlier, and now we're just talking about dinosaurs.
5: I caught some of the Jurassic... Uh... Uh, Subjects. So that's pretty cool. Jurassic World and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah Zach is kind of like, a, I guess, an amateur dinosaur enthusiast, and he's working yeah, on a book. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, I like Jurassic World. So anyway, so don't mind me. Okay. I'll catch up. You guys carry on.
0: If you have any questions, feel free to join in.
5: All right. Yeah. Uh,
0: so the first one uh, is Regaloceratops. It is related to Triceratops, uh, but it has it shares. It, it's okay. So how do I describe this without a picture? Um, so there are two. There are two branches on the horn dinosaur family tree. One leads to Triceratops. It has long brow horns and a short frill. Uh, and not right. As Triceratops is a bad example. There. So there's two branches. One has long brow horns, a short nose horn, and a long frill. Triceratops is an exception with the frill but Triceratops is on this branch, and then the other branch you have short-frilled horned dinosaurs that have very short or absent brow horns and a long nose horn. Those are centrosaurines, and these are chasmosaurines. So Regaloceratops is a chasmosaurine that has very short brow horns and a very long nose horn and uh, a fairly decorative frill. So it's like a, it's like if Triceratops Decided to mimic a centrosaurine. So it's very strange.
4: And that was just discovered?
0: I think it was discovered in 2007. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, it was only recently prepared fully and, and described. Oh. Uh, and then the other horned dinosaur is on the centrosaurine side, the, the proper long nose horn side, uh, named Wendy Ceratops. And it's it's not the most exciting horn dinosaur, uh, but it shows that uh, chasmosaurians and centrosaurians evolved or developed their nose horns independently. The common ancestor did not have a nose horn. So it's just kind of more data to the pool. Awesome. Those, those are kind of the most exciting things. The, <laughs> there was a kind of velociraptor-sized raptor found in China. Uh, Oh, probably about a month ago now. But it has—it's the largest raptor they found that has the full complement of feathers. Huge feathers on the tail, big wing feathers on the arms. Um, So it's—it's—and that's what's been predicted for almost 20 years. But it's nice to find confirmation of that.
5: It's weird how it makes dinosaurs look less aggressive, you know, in your mind. Thinking it of does. those nice fluffy feathers, <laughs> Yeah. fluffy feathers. It's totally there. I mean, imagining a T-Rex with feathers. I don't know if that's the case or not. But. <laughs> yeah, nobody's quite, the, yeah, nobody's quite.
0: Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> quite sure about what T-Rex was doing. The the smaller tyrannosaurs definitely had feathers, uh, but they were uh, they were feathers that were more like uh, chick fuzz, downy fuzz on a, ch- a baby chicken. Right. Um, uh, with um, some. Uh, larger feathers along the arms of the smaller kinds, but nobody's quite sure about T-Rex. At that size, do you overheat if you have feathers? It's like elephants don't have hair because they'd overheat. (coughs) So nobody's quite sure. Nobody's found just a flat slab fossil of a T-Rex yet.
5: I guess we don't know the temperature of the earth at that time either, do we? Or do we? I don't
0: know. We have a pretty good idea based on the kind of plants that lived uh, in North America at the time and
5: right
0: uh, it, it was the very end of the Cretaceous when T-rex was around it was really hot and really uh, humid. Um, no, I'm sorry it was hot but dry hot but dry uh, I'm thinking of of earlier uh, and not very seasonal it was it was very kind of hot all the time.
4: <laughs>
0: so the dinosaurs at the very very end of the Cretaceous were having a tough time anyway.
4: <laughs> could could explain some things. <laughs>
0: yeah. When the meteor hit, I think they were all like, well, all right, Guess it's okay.
4: Wait, Whatever stops this heat. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel like after summer in Chicago, I'm like, just let it just whatever it takes. that me from this knocking naked down the street.
2: <laughs> everyone's good. gonna be <laughs> all excited about the prospects of the Cubs just walk around
4: yeah. <laughs> Are you guys cooling off where you are? Yeah, this summer actually hasn't been bad. No,
2: it's been it's been horrible. We've we've hit triple digits very regularly and it's bad. Really? Oh, yeah. oh. it's starting it, it it today was today was much better than it's been for the past couple weeks, but like midday every day I I go in my car for lunch at work and I'll just be like, Oh, yeah, that's thermometer in my car says 100 degrees. That's fine. <laughs> oh. Although, <laughs> that I, I guess, stress. I guess Jules, you're, you're in Texas, and that, that, that shit don't fuck around.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's triple digits, for sure. You get in the car, and it's like 108, 110. Oh, whatever. God. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, it's, why I,
2: that's why I stay out of Texas.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's hot. In the mornings, it's not so bad, but yeah, as soon as it gets... Gosh... Oh, uh, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, it's, yeah, forget about it. Oh, God. That, the rest of the day is insane.
0: Ugh. I think the hottest we got this year was in Anchorage. I think the hottest we got was maybe 84. Nice. <laughs> and that was hot for us. I mean, we were but all dying. How many, how many inches of snow did you get last winter, Zach? Very few, actually. All the ah. snow was gone in April. Ah. Uh, it, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> And we're gonna yeah. have another winner like that this year. I am so excited about it. The skiers
2: so are all pissed off. I mean, Okay, so which cities do to be demolished? Is it is it Boston or Chicago? Do they like alternate years? Because wasn't um, it two years ago when there was like the polar vortex in Chicago and then last yeah. year Boston? Boston <laughs> had like a billion feet of snow.
4: Right, it snowed nonstop in Boston. Yeah, we had the polar vortex two years ago. Where there was like awesome shots where it basically looked like The Walking Dead, where it was like. Lakeshore Drive was just like ten feet of snow and cars were just like <laughs> stuck. Like people just had to leave their cars and like so you'd have like, oh, empty, like yeah, just just road along Lake Michigan that was just like blanketed in snow and abandoned cars. It was really like it was really cool to look at, but it was terrible to like live through. <laughs>
0: well, it was it was really bad in Boston when for PAX East.
4: This yeah, yeah this past this winter, winter, yeah. yeah it's it's no boundstone. Um, so Zach, you mentioned this, but are, so is the popular belief then that dinosaurs were killed off by a meteor? Like, is that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. the fun, the, that happened. I mean, there is no question that a gigantic meteor hit the Yucatan, and uh, um, the debris field was actually kicked up towards North America. Uh, so North America got the brunt of it. Um, but yeah, that absolutely happened, and, and um, anyone who is in it's it's weird. It's like at a, at a certain size, animal all got wiped out, and everybody who survived was kind of a freshwater uh, freshwater living animal, or a very small animal, or some uh, oceanic animals lived. But it was it wasn't nearly as bad as the the extinction that kind of brought dinosaurs into the fore, which was the Permian Triassic extinction, where ninety percent of life on Earth when extinct. Hmm.
2: Okay, so took... I, haven't, I haven't really heard a lot of that. Like, so before dinosaurs, <laughs> Free dinosaurs even existed, yeah, cool. yeah. there were, like, like, what was before dinosaurs? Pokemon. Yes. Pokemon. Absolutely right. <laughs> you, know, no, <laughs> you got to stay on brand, guys. It was yokai. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> so, yeah, before, before there were dinosaurs, there were um, uh, very primitive representation... I'm speaking poorly. Before mammals, there are mammalian ancestors uh, that are just called synapsids, like Dimetrodon. You guys know what Dimetrodon is, right, with the big sail on its back? Yes. Real big teeth, chompy. Um, So animals like that, those are are synapsids. There's a huge huge diversity of non-mammalian synapsids that thrived uh, prior to the Triassic period, uh, prior to dinosaurs coming on the scene, um, and then there were all sorts of uh, uh, now extinct reptilian groups, and um, uh, just the composition of, of the fauna on the land and the ocean were completely different, and then nobody's sure what caused the extinction um, that's still being worked out, but uh, 90% of life on Earth died, and it took... Uh, I don't remember how many million years, but it took at least 50 million years for things to start getting back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, and and, I mean, diversity was terrible. As you can imagine, when 90% of life on Earth dies, uh, diversity went in the toilet, but things slowly started adapting uh, to a new climate and a new Earth.
1: Life finds a way, right, Zach. Life finds a <laughs> way, absolutely right. Uh
0: uh Jules, I probably should have known this, but uh I didn't realize you were in Texas. You guys have some damn good dinosaurs in Texas, man. Oh really? Yeah, you've got one of the largest one of the largest long necked dinosaurs ever found. Oh wow, that's cool. Like, Alamosaurus. And T Rex hunted Alamosaurus down there. Up up in Alaska and Montana and Alberta, he was Chomping at Triceratops would he's going after a 120-foot-long long-necked dinosaur down there,
4: or so probably, probably it's babies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a full-grown animal. So is that um, in a museum in Texas then? Um, there or it is found there, now it's somewhere else.
0: No, it's just there's um, a lot of fragments of this giant sauropod. It's it's weird with sauropods. You get these animals that are 120, 150 feet long. But you find very fragmentary remains of them. You'll find some vertebra or a shoulder blade or pieces of of limb bones. Um, But uh, very often, you very rarely find much more than 10, 20% of the skeleton.
4: Oh, okay. So this isn't like an assembled skeleton somewhere. No, no. Oh, okay. This
0: This is based on, I think the largest specimen is based on a
4: shoulder blade. Well, but it's okay. a shoulder blade that's like eight feet long. <laughs> so you know it was big. <laughs> you know it's a big animal, yeah. So is it incredibly, I mean, I, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but so is it incredibly rare then to be able to assemble like an entire or mostly entire skeleton of a dinosaur?
0: Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, there, now, in, in China, with smaller dinosaurs that, are, that are, uh, can be, you know, flattened uh, at the bottom of a lake and buried under sediment, you do get a lot of complete skeletons, especially out of China. Um, where these beautiful feathered animals are coming from. But the larger guys, like Triceratops, I don't think anyone's ever found a complete Triceratops skeleton. Uh, nobody's ever found a complete T-Rex skeleton. They've gotten, like Sue in the Field Museum, where you are, I think she's yeah. uh, 70% complete. Uh, and that's the most complete T-Rex skeleton that's ever been found.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they haven't found uh, the kind of feathers yet.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, but these bigger animals they tend to break apart and uh, they don't get fossilized all the way. Things eat them. You know, they're 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 not buried quickly. When you're when you're a multi-ton multi-ton animal, your carcass is just lying out there,
5: yeah,
0: uh, for things to eat and rot away. So it's it's a little bit of a miracle that these some of these animals are even fossilized to begin with.
4: So even when it comes to fossils, you're saying that China is outworking America, like so?
0: China's really outworking America <laughs> when it comes to it. They're the most productive country in the world for fossils right now. It's, uh-huh. it's kind of insane. Uh, now, for some dinosaurs, like horned dinosaurs especially, you'll get enormous bone beds where, uh, like, entire herds of horned dinosaurs are buried in a river when they're trying to cross in a flood. Uh, that same thing happens today with caribou and buffalo um, uh, herding animals today. But So you'll find these enormous conglomerations of hundreds and hundreds of individual animals, but, of course, their bones are all scattered around, uh, piled on top of each other. So you might have a complete skeleton, but it's from,
4: you know, 100 individuals. Sever- yeah, m- multiple animals, yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. But those are nice because you can usually get a a full workup of how they grew up. You'll have all different ages represented.
4: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's
0: so cool. yeah. So that's that's what that's what the book about is about. I haven't been really been too public about it, but uh, my book now is about are. horn now I am. My book is about horn dinosaurs and I have to get some proposals out. That's my next step. Uh-huh. And I have an illustrator. The illustrator's really good. So you're basically you're are, are, what are you looking for like big publishers, boutique publishers, or, or what? Um, I'm sending it out to the publishers who uh, who would be interested in kind of scholarly dinosaur books. <laughs> basically, the publishers
4: who are lining my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You just pull up a like that guy. If they've released a book that Zach owns, that's who he's reaching
5: out to. That makes sense.
4: Yeah. There's a logic there.
5: So you may have covered this earlier, so does it bother you then, Zach, when you watch Jurassic movies that they're completely inaccurate, or are you able to still enjoy it?
0: I was okay with it in 1993 and 1997 because right. that's where our knowledge was back then, but now, I, what I was telling these guys is Jurassic World had this wonderful opportunity to update the public on on how we think dinosaurs look today. Um, And it's even, you know, the conceit is even in the movie. They're always saying, well, we we can make the dinosaurs better. We just choose not to. Or uh, you wanted scarier dinosaurs, more teeth, not more accurate dinosaurs. Um, So... I, I understand why they went with the old-school dinosaurs. They wanted more continuity between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, but they they really did have a huge opportunity to educate people about...
5: True. That would have been interesting. I mean, even the Velociraptors, they could have had the same foundation but added the yeah. featherness to it's them. So, that would have yeah, been interesting. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you,
2: could, you could have had, like, over the past 20 years, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah by the way, like, we, we, found, we found out more Yeah.
5: Yeah, the extra DNA right. thing we lost last time. Boom, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, true. maybe,
2: maybe there's a chance for that in in sequels or something because the movie yeah. made so much damn really money. Likes.
5: Yeah.
0: It did. Yeah. It's like number five of yeah, all time like ever.
5: I, I really enjoyed know. Jurassic World. I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. No, I, so I had a lot movie. of fun with it as well. It was a fun movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why the, I brought I liked the big
0: on because I wanted some backup.
2: <laughs> I, huh? the really cool. <laughs> I, l-
0: I did like the big Godzilla fight at the end. That was pretty fun. Yeah. And the Mosasaur got his. That was pretty <laughs> great. Yeah. But there was like that unnecessarily brutal
2: death. Uh, I know, um, that sort of poor death. assistant. What did she yeah. do? God. <laughs> like she was a little bit <laughs> attentive, but like that was that was like a minute too long. <laughs> yeah, I think it took a minute. Like,
3: that's, that's I
1: don't know. I didn't. That didn't even register with me as I was watching it. It wasn't until like later when I read about people sort of getting upset online about it. I was like, oh, you know, who who cares really? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it didn't really bother me that much.
0: I mean, they should have just gone like all out with it, where the Tyrannosaurus first stabs her through the heart, yeah. and then pulls its beak <laughs> out and grabs her and slapping away with her.
1: Well, they could have. They could have like. Um, you know, mitigated it a bit by showing other people, like, just other randoms getting, like, more destroyed. I mean, you could see it in the background, but they never really, like, focused in on it. They sort of just used her as the example, like, yes. that they, they were trying to get across. But, yeah. um, they could have probably cut between a couple of different people maybe. But.
0: And that's one thing I'll throw in here. Um, uh, those Tyranodons probably weighed the same or less than that woman did. So it, it bugged me that mm. they were carrying her away. Yeah. Uh, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> and there's so there's so many other cool pterosaurs they could have used. Like they just had this mutated, weird looking dimorphodon, uh, and then they had Pteranodon, which was already in Jurassic Park three. I mean, let's see some some of the weirdos out there. But no, they <laughs> they went totally conservative. There's some Freaky pterosaurs,
4: man. Well, I hope I hope they have somewhere written you know down. know one. Hold on a second.
2: Just a, talk about
0: yourself it.
2: for two seconds. So, so <laughs> Jules, as someone who is, has, has worked with this kind of <laughs> a little bit, you okay, Nick? With Turok. Yeah, you long, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but Jules Jules, as someone who's kind of worked adjacent to people who worked on Turok games, how do you oh, feel?
3: Yeah.
5: About that? Oh, <laughs> oh
2: baby. Huh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> how do I feel it's about happening.
2: What? It's actually about, happening. about dinosaurs and video games
5: Yeah the, uh, sorry I didn't catch what you said, how do I feel about the enhancement remastered versions they're doing or?
2: Or no, I mean just Turrock in general and, and dinosaurs and video games
5: Yeah no, I thought Turrock was amazing Oh my gosh, I, mean, I, I was a huge fan Very fun game um, I mean I didn't have anything to do with it so I was able to enjoy it as a player you know, so I thought it was an amazing game you know, um, a kind of just a real milestone. It, just, it was so fluid and just so fun. Um, but no, yeah, it works great. I, I loved the epic sense of the Velociraptors and the T-Rex and all that stuff and the big whatever thing with the guy on the back riding along whatever the hell it was. It was really, really cool. <laughs> it was really neat. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was a great combination of stuff. And I thought that execution Turok 1 and Turok 2 was a great mixture of that but with arcadey kind of fun, boiled down, simple gameplay. I thought it was awesome. Sure.
0: They could have used him. Oh, that's cool. But it's Quetzalcoatlus. It's as big as a giraffe. Oh wow.
1: That is cool. That would have yeah. made more sense. Yeah, that would have been cooler.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool to see stomping that's, around, pecking yeah, people really... like a big
1: stork. You can, nice. e- you can even see the the girl from Jurassic World standing next to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: nice.
0: But yeah, there's some freaky pterosaurs, man. I'll I'll see, see what seem uh, to do
5: with the remastered version of Turok? I think that it could be great or it could be awful, you know. Oh um, yeah, because I mean,
2: that's that's coming to PC, isn't it? Right? Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Um, and the team who's doing it, I guess, have done a lot of that type of work. So, I uh, hope I don't know what their other work's been like, but so yeah, is could, it a cl- could be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably get those, even though I don't, I'm not really a PC gamer. I'll get those for that. Yeah.
5: Um, I actually tweeted them, they they'd never responded to me, but I just asked them if they were like using Unity or what they were using, because it would be really neat if they were using Unity to so do a Wii U version, you know, it would be awesome, but yeah. um, I doubt they are, they probably got some proprietary engine or Unreal or something, I don't know,
0: yeah.
5: it would be nice to get on consoles.
0: Yeah, it would.
2: <laughs> do we have any other dinosaur things?
1: Uh, <laughs> what's your feeling on Dorothy the Dinosaur from The Wiggles? What? <laughs> what? I don't know who that is.
5: <laughs> who? That's the like, original Cole? mascot.
1: Dorothy the Dinosaur is like the Wiggles mascot. One okay, of their characters. this is where yeah, I... Is me, where I
5: uh, Barney Google. the Dinosaur,
1: one time Disney World.
2: Really, Google's telling me that she met Santa Claus at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember... I was trying to find the original CD me and my sister had when it has the, like, the Dorothy the dinosaur song on it. I was going to play it over the air, but I couldn't find <laughs> it. What in God's name is this? this is... Okay, this is Nightmare Fuel.
0: That's what this yeah. is. I'm, I'm pretty hard. sure it's I... got
1: a straw hat, right? It's got a straw what hat. What the yeah. hell
0: is that thing? <laughs> oh, wow.
1: That's good stuff. <laughs> that's
0: I miss Baby Bob. This makes me miss Baby Bop. <laughs> Is that show still on? Is Barney still a thing? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I Scott, so. you have a child. You have two of them.
2: Maybe. Yeah, man. You,
4: you would know. You're a window into this world. We, we watch a lot of Mickey Mouse. Anything that's on Disney Junior, mostly, and then now we're starting to branch out into Nickelodeon things, like Ninja Turtles. Paw Patrol is a big thing. So I know a lot about dogs. Paw Patrol, Paw
2: Patrol. Yeah, yeah. People, people are really into Paw Patrol. Yeah.
4: How old are your kids, Scott? Uh, three in one.
5: Okay, okay.
4: So my daughter's three, so she's like yeah. very heavily into pretty much everything Nickelodeon now. Yeah. She used to be in Disney Jr. Now like my son is just like pretty much he just loves Mickey Mouse. He like recognizes Mickey Mouse anywhere. Like he lights up seeing a Mickey Mouse shirt or toy or anything.
0: So does my <laughs> nephew who's the same age. Yeah. Uh, he loves Mickey Mouse's clubhouse.
4: Yep, yep, yep. Same thing, yeah. Disney's Disney gets him young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so
1: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
4: Well, that's crazy. Is, uh, the Wiggles are from Australia, right? Is that why you know so much more about them than us, Nick? Or <laughs> yeah, they, really they, they, started,
1: they started here in Australia in like, 1991 or something. Um, they definitely crossed you know, over. Like, I know of the Wiggles, but not enough. Yeah, I think, they I think that they've like made, it sort of like made, a friend, made it sort of like a worldwide thing. Like yeah, the name people. is
4: something I've heard of.
1: Yeah. yeah. They go on tour, don't they, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like live weird. shows weird. and sing-alongs and stuff. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, the, the the original CD that we had was like they had like five wiggles and it was before sort of all the branding came in and stuff. But apparently they were like, I think they were like a Is this before band. they sold out. <laughs> they they're like a legit band. No, they they're like a legit band. And then they weren't that really yeah. like successful, so they decided to become like a children's band. Wow. In the <laughs> history. I think they were called the Cockroaches originally. Interesting.
0: Nick had their death metal (laughs) albums. Yeah,
1: Yeah. when I was like three, yeah, sure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Their early stuff and they were real raw. It's
1: It's funny, like,
5: see, that reminds me, there's that show, uh, Blue's Clues. The original guy who did that, I can't remember his name now, he ended up... Steve? Probably. um, He ended up... He's in a band now. He has his hair all shaved and he's all like, you know, rocker looking. It's just like, what? Really? Awesome, yeah. Wow.
4: I think he, he got kicked yeah, yeah. off the show because of some controversy, right? Didn't he do something? He oh, I don't know. I didn't hear about that. I think he yeah. got, like, arrested for something, so they kicked him off and replaced him. He's, so. he's 41. Right.
2: He was born in Pennsylvania. Um, went to the sale. I mean, that's
0: probably why.
5: <laughs> the original one had a little bit more of an edge to him for sure than, than the replacement. The replacement was yeah. very treacly sweet. Nice <laughs> guy. Very tricky he, he left to good. pursue... a little bit more of a darkness to him, and he, you'd enjoy it, you know? He left to pursue his music career. <laughs> He had to.
4: Oh, he left of his own accord, huh? To pursue yeah. music? Wow,
0: okay. Blue's Blues Clues was really a lot more like um, uh, the dog on Simpsons, uh, on Itchy and Scratchy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this dude's music be like, what, what happened to the guy from Blue's Clues? He made a bunch of music. <laughs>
0: Probably a VH1 behind the music. About Steve him. Burns and the Struggle. That's the name of his group. <laughs> wow,
5: that's awesome. Nice. I'm,
2: oh. I'm going to look this up on Spotify after we're done. <laughs>
5: Good stuff. There's actually the other kids' show though. It's actually really go- good. It was called I think the Upside Down Show or Inside Out Show or something. It was just two guys. They're really clever, but if no one's heard of it, I'll just stop it there, because you won't get <laughs> so to Relate, and it won't go anywhere.
2: <laughs> I do, um, I mean, uh, Yo Gabba is always fun.
5: It's
2: yeah, nice that is see. interesting. Nice, nice to see, like, the Aquabats go and make a, a kid's show that then has all of these <laughs> yeah. fans that I listened to when I was younger.
5: There's some great uh, guests on that show as yeah. well. It's just awesome. Uh, they're Jack Black, and just they, they do their own really? and stuff. It's good stuff.
0: I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get my nephew into Spongebob, but I think it might be a little too complicated for a one-year-old. Oh, yeah. I, I
5: love Spongebob. Yeah. It's so good. It's funny. It's interesting, like, both Spongebob and um, Phineas and Ferb, like, you watch the first episode, and, like, Phineas and Spongebob are kind of mean. Kind of mm. just, they weren't very yeah, likable. They were just kind of mean, brat-old <laughs> characters. And now, over time, they've become lovable, awesome, can't-do-anything-wrong characters, which is really oh. interesting you know huh. it's uh it's it's not i mean it was definitely the right the right direction to go in it's just fascinating to see that they started off as just jerks
1: you know <laughs> it was kind of interesting i guess if
5: like, you said is like what <laughs> so weird
1: you kind of say the same thing about like, mickey mouse like back in the the early days when mickey mouse was that new he was like a really kind of a jerk character Misch- like, yeah like, he used to kill, yeah. kill people and do all sorts of awful stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That sort of went away when uh, Disney became uh, child-friendly, I guess. More child-friendly.
2: Yeah, now he just has his House of Mouse, or whatever his his active show is. His Clubhouse. His Clubhouse. There was was, was totally a
4: show called Mickey Mouse's House of Mouse, or something along those lines. I think there was, yeah, but Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse, that's where it's at now. Is that like a Mickey Mouse
0: parody of House
1: of M? (laughs) (laughs) No more Pluto. <laughs> so, so we've kind of moved into the the end part of the show where we're just talking about random stuff. So, if no. anyone wants to call in with a random question about anything they want, um <laughs> the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Within reason. Within reason. Don't yeah, go too reason. crazy. <laughs> Otherwise, Neil will boot you out of the call. Yes. This is sure. I have the power. I can boot you out right now, Nick. I'm just hoping this turns into love
4: line. Oh, yes. I I if you have any
2: relationship <laughs> questions, we'll totally take them just email connectivity at nice <laughs> you
1: know, like yeah, one of my favorite shows as a kid was Fraggle Rock, so that was mm. a good show oh uh, yeah, Fraggle
5: Rock's good yeah, I, I love the little doozers or dozers or whatever they're called, the little green guys they're awesome <laughs> yeah. so cool
0: I didn't realize that Fraggle Rock was originally on HBO yeah, which is, and now, which which is, is now where Sesame, Sesame Street yeah. is moving to. You know, which
2: like, is, I mean, great for Sesame Street because that'll, that'll kind of keep it alive. Yeah. It's definitely weird, but, the, I mean, the shows are still going to PBS just just a little, after a little
4: time. What was I going to say? Everyone was, like, freaking Nine out about that, ago. but, like, the, the news story literally says, like, they just are going to premiere there and then they'll eventually come to Yeah, you. That's not it. Like, what kid's going to really know that? Like, that's not a big deal. Yep. Mm. Fine to me. Plus, everything now has, like, HBO Go or HBO streaming, so, like, yeah. it's not a big deal.
0: They'll finally be able to have, like, the uncensored
4: uh, nudity and, and uh, <laughs> curves of yeah. you know. the, the original you know. artistic vision uh, that was intended <laughs> They can
0: They can go back to uh, Big Bird's friend really being a figment of his imagination. And
4: <laughs> haze. Um, while we're talking about kid shows, can we talk about how great the new Ninja Turtle show is? Yeah, I, need, I,
2: st- I still need to watch more of that. I've What's only seen it since the
1: back. first season. It's so I've good. only watched season one. i just, yeah. got to get back into that.
2: It's because Hulu only has like the five most recent episodes, and right. I just fell off yeah. of it a little bit,
0: and then got totally off track. And Hulu's about three weeks behind new episodes coming out. So like I just watched the most recent... I guess it's not the most recent episode. <laughs> uh, and, and I was tweeting on it, and Scott says, Oh, yeah, I watched that three
4: weeks ago. <laughs> which is appropriate because it was about time travel yeah. the episode, was the episode was
1: literally called turtle oh is that's wonderful
4: that's a, that's a wonderful thing yeah
1: hey, but, and dr who's coming back soon so that's great yeah time travel again yeah all right bye guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah the new turtle
4: show i will all like i will champion it like anyone who likes turtles growing up and, and like in any form like whether it was a cartoon yeah, like, show the or the ball, movies ball's or ball's <laughs> comics thing. Yeah, it literally does. Like, it, it's it's fantastic.
0: The voice of Mondo Gecko is the original Michelangelo from the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pulling everything. Uh, I'm, I'm going to regret asking this, but it's only because I have a sister-in-law and a friend who are really into it. What do you guys think of the newest guy playing Doctor Who?
1: He's good. Whoa. Capaldi's pretty good, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, And then he definitely has to like grow on you, and like this is a departure from the last couple doctors who were like boyishly good-looking and charming. He's definitely sort of like I'd almost say he's almost kind of like an anti-hero. Like he's very, he's kind of like dark, and he's very much like kind of like doesn't really give a crap about helping people. Um, Yeah. So basically,
1: basically what Scott's saying is like old people like you know you know they're just mean, and uh, they can't be pretty. Exactly. But, I mean, really, like he, like, he he, purposely, like, lets people
4: die because he just knows there's no other option, whereas, like, that's very not what the last two Doctors were about. They were very much, like, oh. Jesus figures who were, like, all about saving everybody. Um, sure. so it's, a, it's a departure, and I think there's people who have gotten into the show specifically because they just love these last two Doctors, and so if that's the case, like, this is... It's a very stark change. Um well, there is. yeah.
3: It definitely all got the, better...
1: Although these... This um coming season, they're gonna. I think he's gonna be far more likable. Um, season eight, the the previous season, they purposely made him sort of unlikable and grumpy, and uh, just to sort of like. You know, a change of pace. Soften him up over time. and I think this season, mm-hmm. now that Clara and him have sort of um, gotten over their issues, because the whole thing last season was sort of the tension between uh, Clara's life within the TARDIS and Clara's life uh, as a teacher and with a boyfriend and everything, and sort of trying to juggle um, like all that sort of at once. And the both the Doctor and um, the her boyfriend was sort of like at odds. Um, both wanting her to be with them sort of thing, like, not, like, in a sort of, like, with the Doctor, it's not, like, a sexual way or anything, but, like, right. sort of just, like, as a friend and a companion. And, um, so that's where the, the tension sort of came from last that last season, but mm. I think this season's going to go back towards the, the the, um, sort of the more, like, light-hearted sort of adventures and, um, the Doctor and Clara are gonna be sort of really strong, like have a really strong um, relationship this season. And by like, it'll probably end with Clara leaving at the end. I h kinda of oh. hope she does. But Yeah, yeah. She, her story's played through now. Yeah. 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 So I surprised.
5: Episode one was really odd of the new well, I guess the last season, new season, whatever you want to call it. The first one of the new doctor. I actually only start started watching it a little while ago, so I think I'm only three episodes in. Mm. But uh, the first episode was odd. It was very confusing. It was a very strange first episode, you know, because it had the T-Rex say oh, "Well, that's yeah. a nice, nice synchronicity there."
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you, did
5: you See that?
1: He's in it for like two seconds and like dies. Yeah, it's like, oh. and,
5: and he's just really dry the whole time. Yeah, and it was a very confusing episode because I, well, was... I really loved the begin the first episode of, I guess, the last Doctor when, you know, in the house and stuff and she's appeared, was it the last one? It was so cinematic and so beautiful in a way, it was just so well done, it was like wow, this is, holy shit, I mean this was such an upgrade for the Doctor Who, you know, show, it was like, whoa, high budget and camera pans and they got cranes, you can tell like a lot of stuff going on, it was like, oh that's awesome and this feels like it's gone back in budget in a way where it's it's a little bit more campy and a bit more kind of like, ew, yeah it's not quite as cinematic
1: (laughs) It's kind
5: of weird. Uh, Maybe it uh, gets the Dalek, episode, the the Dalek episode
1: was the second episode, right? Have you watched the Dalek one yet?
5: That was the second one, wasn't it? Yeah, or the second the, episode. Inside that the Dalek was pretty style.
1: stylish. There's some pretty stylish episodes in series eight, Yeah. but um, the Matt Smith stuff, they purposely made it that more cinematic uh, and basically the Doctor as a fairy tale yeah. um, style, stylistically. It's really interesting, like, Yeah, yeah.
5: It was a different, totally different take, and I really loved that actually. It was really nice. Oh, I liked um, Tennant as well. He was a good doctor. That was I really still
2: like, I still like Eccleston a lot. That's probably yeah, my next Eccleston was good, the, yeah. The new doctors.
5: Which one, sorry? Well,
2: Eccleston, the guy before Tennant. The,
5: the, the latest new one, basically, the, the first yeah. reboot. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. was cool. But but now that that it, too.
3: Yeah, he
5: yeah. yeah, was really cool. Because That was I kind was, of more traditional. It was kind of campy, kind of low-budget. Like, yeah, this is fun. This is cool. Yeah. But it was imaginative and, and fun. Yeah. And, there,
2: and there was like that darkness to the Eccleston Doctor as well that I really uh-huh. liked. And I'm not I'm not a huge Doctor Who guy, but I did I did kind of go my way and, and then watch, <laughs> watch a mess of the Eccleston and Tenet and Matt Smith episodes, and I kind of came away from that just preferring the Eccleston, like kind of campiness of the Eccleston stuff a lot more mm-hmm. than the, yep. the polish of the later-day stuff.
4: Well, yeah. I the Eccleston Doctor kind of reminds me of Capaldi in that, yeah, he, he's not, like, 100% likable. Like, I think there's things yeah. he, he does mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. as, like, a, a viewer of the show, that kind of, like, challenge your, like, view and opinion of the Doctor. Whereas to me, like, Tennant and Smith are yeah. totally, like, just meant to be crowd favorites. Like, they I don't know that they ever did anything controversial. Like,
1: True. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess Tennant always comes across as likable, even when he's doing stuff that's questionable. Well, maybe. Yeah, like, i, I see him be
2: straight up villains in things, and he's still <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: but um, Eccleston was like, I think overall he was like more likable, um, like just straight off the bat than Capaldi. Capaldi is much more like it is a bit harder to like him at first, like yeah, sort of a wake up call. Like it, he's um, his portrayal is like much more cathartic and sort of. You got to really sort of get used to it, I guess.
4: Well, that's now this but
1: this is a
0: question of the writing, right? I mean, he must he's a good actor, but he's being written, his character's
3: being oh, written course. away. that yeah, he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's meant to be. I mean, even like, I mean, I you're supposed to feel this way because even Clara like doesn't know if she likes him at first, you know? And like oh. she he she keeps you know, having this trouble where she's like thinking this isn't my doctor, like this isn't the doctor I've known. And that's like okay, the- so,
0: so that's another question I have about Doctor Who, just the basic mythology
4: of Doctor Who. Sure. I like, I, like the, I, like the, I love it, like, us asking you dinosaur questions is about the same, like, as you yeah, asking Doctor
1: Who questions. <laughs> we're, so, we're reeling in. <laughs> uh, no,
0: okay. When the doctor dies and, and regenerates, Yes. Is it just a... A brand new individuals, There's like nothing left of the old guy in terms of personality or memories or anything. It's just a new dude, like no. like Star Child with Jeff Bridges.
4: No mem, mem- <laughs> memories memories yeah are there. Um, although sometimes it takes a little while to like sort of access those memories. His like, kind of transition phase, right? Um, but no. But in terms of like characteristics and like personality traits, like those can those can definitely change and do change okay. every time. Okay.
5: I mean there's nice in episode one of the latest one where he was like his accent was like English, then Scottish. Yeah. And he was kind of joking around with that and it was was, (laughs) kind of figure out what he is, Yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, and even was, the like nice you reference you referenced the first Matt Smith episode um which was the doctor before this most recent one and like a big shtick in the beginning is is him trying to figure out what food he likes because he just doesn't know because he's a yeah. whole new person with a whole new taste yeah. so he's like going through this little girl's kitchen and like ransacking it and just like trying everything <laughs> until finally he finds out like, yeah. what food he likes it's really neat yeah. fish
1: fingers and custard
4: <laughs> yeah it's like fish sticks and yogurt basically or what yeah I mean it's yeah it's crazy <laughs> So yeah, but it, it's really neat. I think we have another guest. I,
0: yeah. I think weirdly, yeah. I like.
4: Is that Dan? Hey, Don. Guy?
0: Hey. Don. Don.
2: Yes. Yeah, we we've gone. Uh, I, I'd like to think this to point. You, man? We've gone completely off the rails with this. <laughs> um, I hope well, you're enjoying
6: yeah. it. I know I'm having a good time. So. Is it like Is five, 5 in the morning kind for of you, Dan? It's, yeah. It's like it's like four fourteen in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: That's oh jeez. <laughs> It's um, kind of I'm just, channeling just, 103.
6: Yeah, I just got out of a high just playing Disney Infinity 3.0, so... How is, how is Disney Infinity 3.0? I'm very, very excited to try the Star Wars stuff. Well, I've been... Here's the funny part. For the majority of it, I've been just been playing with the Toy Box stuff because it's ten times better than the previous two games. Oh,
0: you can, uh, you guys keep going. I think I have to let the new dog out. Hold <laughs> up.
6: But right. what. So what do they do in the Toy Box mode to make it better? So, like they do the whole opening thing like the last two games where they just give you a quick overview of like the play sets and how they play. Um, like, the, like the very magical intro that they did the first time, then they do it for the third game like all over again. It feels really good. Um, but then they like they throw you into a hub where every section has this little guide person who guides you for a separate part of like the Disney event experience, like combat, uh, the collectibles, the vehicles, that sort of stuff. So they have separated sections with separated stuff for you to do in every section of the of the Toy Box Hub. Cool. Yeah, that's know,
3: cool.
2: I'm excited uh, to kind of dive into that because I, I feel like Disney Infinity has kind of had flaws, but it has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um,
6: and it seems like they're kind of getting closer to realizing that potential. I think this is the closest to me liking, like, the Toy box stuff. Like, it is way more logical how they set it up this way. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing also a little bit of tw- Twilight of the for Republic? Yeah, yeah the, one, no, the yeah. one that's in the bundle. The, yeah. like episode 1 through 3 Star Wars. And I, I've been really liking that. Like, it's really combat-focused, but it's understandable, quick to use, but fun combat, and, like, the push and pull force powers are just really fun to target around. with. just pulling enemies, just slice them in half. It's really fun.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. I got 2.0 actually just recently on, on like crazy sale on that Amazon day, Amazon Prime day or whatever, and um, I do really enjoy it. And like my daughter's now starting to get into Star Wars, so like this is like the perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm excited.
2: Now. I'm excited to play Disney Infinity 3.0 with my niece. Yep. Yeah. Um,
6: she wants to be a Jedi horse trainer when she grows up, and it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Like I've been, I've I played a bit more of Inside Out, like recently at Gamescom, and I'm more excited to play that as well because it's more of a platforming experience. So I'm kind of excited to find out what's mm. there. Yeah, but, I, I okay, love the I love the
2: variation that they're doing with the play sets now.
4: Yeah. Very cool, yeah. And in fact, I was gonna say every like screenshot or video I've seen of the Inside Out, when it almost looks like a 2D like platformer too, or like yeah. maybe it kind of pulls like the Super Mario 3D World where it kind of shifts between yeah. 3D and 2D like based on where you are.
6: There are separated 2D and 3D levels. It seems um, like the 3D levels seem to use more like the Disney Infinity Stable. So every of these characters have their own separate ability, which is kind of cool. They don't really have attacks, they just have a separate ability that makes them stand out across those levels. Um, And the 2D stuff is a bit more straightforward in that regard.
4: It's cool. Yeah. I look forward to checking
1: that out too. Yeah. We we bought um, Disney Infinity like the second one, like a few like six months ago. And when (laughs) I put it in, I was just confused by that whole thing. It was so confusing having all this like what what a toy did? What do these little chip things do and stuff? And like it took yeah. me like half an hour or more just to work out. How yeah, it's definitely I, it definitely doesn't like it doesn't ease you in. It's
4: it's the opposite yeah, of the Mario Maker approach. And, then, the and then I, I found
1: out that there was no like real like included game. I was like, oh, there's no like levels to play. There's nothing really to well, do. Well, did you get did you get the bundle like with? We uh, got we got Stitch, the game yeah. and we got like Stitch and um the girl from Brave. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that was what we got. And I think that Marita, comes yeah. comes with a level or anything. Yeah,
4: they they're supposed to come with those like those little uh, discs, and you put them mm-hmm. on the uh, on the, yeah. the power disc or whatever. The interesting,
6: interesting thing about this is is that the discs now come in packages. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the blind packs anymore, which is great. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just got the Twilight of the Public set with it, which is like roughly ten dollars. Yeah,
2: I think I think they're going for 9.99 each, yeah. and they also I think um I think it might be like a pre-order bonus for 3.0, but there's it's called Toy Box Takeover, which before if you did get a character like Stitch and Merida, you mm-hmm. would only be able to use them at Toy Box, but Toy Box Takeover I think is basically kind of a a playset like an adventure that you can take any character on, which mm-hmm. considering that there were a lot of characters that weren't tied to any playset in the past, that's, yeah. that's kind of nice.
6: Yeah. I I had the yeah. opportunity to get Toybox takeover, but apparently my retailer didn't have them, so that kind of sucked. Oh. Um, like the other other one did. If I pre-ordered there, I would have got it, but I didn't get it. Um, but I still have enough stuff to do, so I don't really care in the end. Like I also have like Mulan and what's the other one? The girl from the Tron? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Cora. Korra, Yeah.
0: You, the the Tron characters are coming out. <laughs>
1: Of, of the yeah, to, Tron tie, to tie in with that new movie, right? That, that sequel movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not happening. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm so bummed out about that.
2: I love Tron Legacy. Like, oh, yeah, the, it the movie's, movies yeah. so awesome. And then hearing it. the news that Tron 3 was never going to happen just really wounded me. And so we're going to get, we're gonna get a, a Star Wars movie every six months. Don't worry about it. But no, we can't find the money for Tron 3. Wasn't it just like Tomorrowland bonk? Probably, I mean, yeah, it really, it was, Tr- Tron Legacy
1: kind of didn't do that great. No, it didn't. Uh, it, it made its money back in a big yeah, thing. Yeah, but I, like, I
2: think it, it wasn't it wasn't the huge smash that they expected. Mm-hmm. But I think they were still kind of like ready to roll with it. But you also think that when because what Tron Legacy was, it either came out right when the Star Wars deal was announced or like the year before. Hmm. And you think about it, that they were probably trying to position Tron as something similar to what they're doing with Star Wars now. Yeah. But now that they have yeah. Star Wars,
0: what's the point? Yeah. They only They have Star Wars. What can possibly compete with that? Only the Marvel movies.
2: Yeah, and, and Disney also. Which owns they also is.
0: own, yeah. yeah. So they're all yeah. just going to be sleeping on beds of money. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. I want a, um, a Jar Jar Binks standalone movie, which is like a Buddy cop comedy with like uh, some dude. Him and Watto. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want,
0: I want a George R. Binks uh, Disney Infinity figure so that we can
6: burn it. I want George R. Binks. I don't know what I want with George R. Binks, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nobody is. Nobody's sure. <laughs> I heard a cat. That's my cat. She's, it's not she's my cat. My, my cats me. are terrified of dog, a new dog.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Bo. Oh, oh. I've been play- I played Disney Infinity for roughly 10 hours now, and I just feel like it. For the loading times on Wii U are insanely long. Like, oh my god. i got a cat.
2: Uh, oh. Now she's gone. No, 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 gone. No, gone. No, the the There's a, a tail. There's
6: a tail. Yeah, you like know, if, even if you just load up between like a toy box, it always takes like 30 seconds for it to load up at the um, minimum.
0: Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, dinosaurs and video games, uh, the Jurassic World Lego game is not great. No, no. it's it's a Lego game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. With yeah. some dinosaurs in it, that and and the cutscenes are all kind yeah. of dumb.
6: You could have stopped there. You could have said it's a Lego game.
0: Yeah, I really could have. Um, and the the load times are bad. But also, it claims to autosave. That is a lie. <laughs> Wait, what? It's absolutely a lie. If um, you if you move between areas, you think it would during the load time it would save, but it doesn't. If you have to say go to bed, uh, you lose all your progress. You have to that manually sucks. save at save stations. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> so Yeah, they're a little there are little save stations, but they're not every mission. So you, you just have to play until you find one. So so
2: Jules, now that you're back, um, so when are we getting a max from Mutant Muds Amiibo? <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, that'd be cool. It would. Um, I get I think I mean I, in the past I looked into what it would take to just make just a toy, you know, just a standalone toy figure, whatever you call it, um, yeah. and it's pretty pricey, like it costs thousands to just get, um, you know, the and, plates like, made the so you can oh, you know, yeah. produce that kind of thing. Like you, like there's like, multiple stages of, yeah, you create the, I guess, the clay version first and you approve that and then you create a mold from that and then you buy the molds basically and then you can use them to distribute, I don't know, whatever. Oh. And then you actually have to then pay to actually make them and distribute them. So I think an Amiibo would be similar to that, and probably even more expensive just because of the tech, the tech that's inside it. You know, so yeah, it's just you know, honestly, it's it's hard enough right now making money and to pay <laughs> enough sure. to make games to yeah. make more money and so on. So to add a toy line on that on top, yeah, we don't have the shovel, we don't have shovel night money, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. i say I think. I think
2: I think for better or worse, uh, Yacht Club's the only people that got Shovel Knight money. <laughs>
5: yes.
0: <laughs> they, they I are actually, ins- like, all, I wish those guys the best, and they did a great job, but I'm surprised Shovel Knight caught on as well as it did. I really am. I'm,
2: I'm so happy that it did, because it's a, it's a oh, great Oh, I game.
0: am, too. I, it, yeah, I agree. It's just so, it seems on the surface like such a niche product, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like yeah. it's... I mean, going going back to the, like, making a toy thing,
2: um, I'm actually, uh, next next Tuesday, uh, I'll be driving up to Albany, New York to go visit Vicarious Visions for a day because uh, they're making uh, Skylander superchargers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I went to Vicarious Visions uh, two years ago because they were working on Swap Force, and they had a 3D printer there uh, that oh, nice. they could kind of make prototypes for their figures that they were making. And they yeah. were saying, that I, I think it was, I forget what the exact cost was, because because it was two years ago. But to make a prototype size of a Skylanders figure that you can go to a store and like buy for like ten bucks, um, it would cost them over it was a, over a hundred dollars of materials to make one prototype figure. Right. Good God! Um, which it's like that's that's crazy. And I guess when you got Activision funding you and and all that <laughs> Skylanders money, you're good. Yeah, but like that's a lot of money, and they yeah. they had only recently gotten a three D printer, so before then they would have to use local companies that had three D printers, so that makes the cost There's even
4: cost on top of it. Yeah, huh? you know so that dude, makes
0: that that makes me feel a little bad about not giving the UA engineering department any money for those Aqualop skulls, Neil. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know they,
0: they, offer, so they cool. to do it that's for free. So cool. Yeah, look at that. Anyone who hasn't seen that yet, that's a a horn dinosaur skull. Actual size. Actual size.
6: <laughs> I, I'm excited for for Skylanders as well. I play that Gamescom and I love what they're doing with that game. Absolutely. And I I, like a lot, I mean, I think
2: what kind of sold me a little bit more on that is that they have that like they basically have a Mario Kart mode in that game. Yeah, and, and it's really, cool. Cool. really good. I'm
6: I'm stoked to check that out next week. Yeah, um, like, uh, all of them, like all of the parts are separate, not like like Sonic Race and Transformed, but All of the parts they do separate, they put additional time into to make sure that they work, which is really
5: really cool. Yeah. All right, Jules. Any of the Nintendo World crew at um at PAX this year?
2: I uh, unfortunately we do not. I was trying to last minute get someone go to the Nindies at night event, but that that kind of fell through. that's that's the one that's uh, the the Pacific Northwest is a place that we are underrepresented. So if you're watching this
3: <laughs>
6: and you live in the Pacific Northwest,
3: <laughs> uh, shoot <laughs> an
2: email at connectivity at nintendo The funny part is kidding,
6: that uh, right. the funny part is that Damon Baker like a month ago asked me, "Hey, are you, are you going to PAX?" It's like, dude, you know where I live, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I always
6: like I'm always tempted because
2: I, I feel like at this point, well, well, it's always too up in the air because I've kind of dealt with the the I guess the backlash in a sense of, like, I mean, Jules, you even dealt with this, what was it, two years ago at PAX East when you were, I remember talking to you and you're like, our booth is right near Nintendo's booth, it's going to be great. And then Nintendo yeah. didn't show up. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah, kind of um... don't know what to expect going yeah. to, like, and I mean, on the East Coast, I'm, I'm covering PAX East and New York Comic Con, and the past couple of years, it's been a crapshoot as to whether or not it's going to be kind of, I guess, worth my time as a person yeah. who, who writes for a Nintendo it's website tax. to even go.
5: I think they've always been at PAX Prime Yeah, though. but that's, I that's the one
2: thing. That's is where I they always, are. I, mean, I always wrestle with like, is it worth the trip to Seattle to go to PAX yeah. Prime? And I kind of like, I'm always on the fence and then I hear about what they're doing. I'm like, I should have went, damn
5: it. Yeah. <laughs> you should though. PAX Prime is always pretty great. I mean... So, yeah. I, I wouldn't
0: mind going again. I went in 2000. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't Zach, know, we know, know what it was we can I didn't know, know what it was, was supposed to be. After, yeah,
2: after, I agree. After our trip to Green Bay and if you're not going to PAX East next year, then we need to see each other in 2016, so we'll just have to meet halfway at PAX Prime.
0: I like that. I, uh, hey, if let, if we can get uh, passes, I'll go with you.
2: All right, All right. yeah. Yeah. Well, we will, I guess, talk about that in like nine months or whenever, <laughs> whenever PAX Prime stuff.
5: Do a panel, right?
2: We can try. Uh, uh, I mean, we used yeah, to get you know, the panels. They don't happen as much anymore.
3: Uh, okay. I, I still, I still I don't want know to why. Well,
0: me. yeah. I mean, it's not like that panel you guys had
2: had any people in it? That's the thing. That's yeah, I mean, probably that's, why they didn't approve that's it. That's kind of the tragedy of the only like ten people in the audience. Well, no, yeah, that's kind of the tragedy of the PAX East panels. Is that so? For the first four years of PAX East, uh, um, for for people who aren't familiar uh, with Nintendo Report, we have our our, our main flagship podcast. that's not connectivity, Radio Free Nintendo. They they were they had panels at the first four PAX East and probably, I think maybe at the most they might have had like a hundred people in the crowd at one of them. The first one they were up against the keynote, there was like thirty people. It was still really fun. It was a great time. And then the third and fourth years, the PAX East uh, connectivity at a panel, in which we hosted Jeopardy, and then we did Who Wants to Be a NintendoWare, which you might have heard on the podcast if if you're, I mean, if you're on YouTube, then you probably haven't heard the podcast. Maybe I don't know. Um, go listen to the podcast. But if you go back to some back episodes, uh, we used to do a lot of Jeopardy and who wants to be a Nintendo Air uh,
6: segment.
1: <laughs> and um, while we're talking then, about the sort of things quickly, um, there might be a new quiz show coming towards ooh. Connect TV sometime. I've got a plan. I'm going to send an email out later, but uh, I'm going to have to talk to Zach about that too. Awesome.
0: Right, right. I haven't forgotten. I've just been
1: but, busy. But the
2: tragedy is that, okay, so Jeopardy, when we did that in, what was that? That was 2013. Um, we, had, we had like 40 people show up, but then for who wants to be a Nintendo Air the next year, we had, like, 400, 500 people show up to that yeah, panel,
4: wow. and we've never had one since. Wow. Never, yeah, I've, yeah. I've sent it in every year, and it's never gotten approved. I know. After after we did that one, we were like, man, we're set. Like, we're going to be doing these every yeah. year. Like, yeah. It's going yeah. to uh, It's
2: never happened. We did do the Renegade one in, in 2000, 2000, or I guess, I don't, I don't know what, what year it was. <laughs> right, <laughs> where we just but, did it like but, in right, a yeah. hallway Yeah, somewhere. In 2014, yeah, we just did it in a hallway, and that, that was still a fun time. <laughs> and, and I still like going to PAX East. PAX East is fun.
5: It is, yeah, yeah. I like it.
0: I just, I just will always be bitter because after that really popular Nintendo, where I said I'm going next year, I bought <laughs> my then, ticket. And then I bought my $800 ticket to come here from Alaska, and you didn't get the pen. I tried, man. I tried. I know it's
2: not your fault. Control. Out of my control. We're not <laughs> gonna it let Zach
1: in. Fault. We're not gonna let Zach in. going to. call. Alright guys, well it is, it is kind of late here, and I am yeah, to I mean, I'm, yeah, going, to, yeah, I I'm going, to so... going to do now. I am going to go down to Sydney now and watch the Attack on Titan live action movie. Uh, oh, what, is, what time is it by you, Nick? Uh, it's 1 p.m. on Sunday. Okay, alright, right, alright.
6: I'm not sure what I'm going to do. It's like 5 a.m. in the morning now. <laughs> go to bed. Dude. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, <laughs> going, going, going to bed? What's that for? I mean, if it's we waited for a thing to do. Join the, join the Splatfest. <laughs> okay. well, I, well, I have to Splatfest tomorrow, so. Uh, okay. Um, Which is the most stupid thing ever. Thanks, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you guys have different...
0: Uh, choices up in Europe than we do down here.
6: Yeah, uh, we have to choose between singing and dancing. Thank oh, you very much. That's less good than Autobots,
0: Decepticons.
4: Less <laughs>
1: good is mildly. Yeah, that's like an understatement of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, d- dancing's going to win, probably. Dancing's going to win. <laughs> da- no, no. Sing for life, man. Sing for life.
6: <laughs> well, alright. Uh.
2: All right, yeah. I got guess it. I guess is is that gonna do it for this this connectivity live?
1: I suppose it's uh, sort of just we haven't got any calls, so <laughs> unless someone calls, if uh, <laughs> I wants to call in the next two seconds, it's uh, yeah. probably over.
6: Before before yeah. before we close up, wanna say this on the air? Screw Devil's Third. Fuck that game. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. I will never play that game. That's that's what Good. I'm gonna say right. Good.
3: I like to never
2: play that game. I don't think it will ever be worth my time. Um, I hope you guys. Uh, the, the, uh, we've had we've had a consistent like uh, I guess like ten viewers throughout all this. So, so thanks for watching, guys. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I hope I hope this finds a second life uh, when we have this mm. go up on the YouTube page. Let us know what you think. Send us questions, comments, whatever to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. You know, like because um, it's hope to
1: do more of these. Uh, I yeah, have one, but um, this dinosaur one was meant to be a um, it was a stretch, a reward for the right. um last year's child's play telethon. So, um, I hope that um, you know, if there was someone, some people really wanting to jump in on this or listen to it, that they did because um, yeah, that was something that we promised yeah. last year.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we might be. I mean, we we will for one hundred percent. We are doing something for Zombie U in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we've got some ideas. maybe that
0: game on.
2: After that, we've got some ideas. Maybe something with Mario Sunshine. Maybe something with Chrono Trigger. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like, let us know your feedback, because, I mean, we, we do do this because we enjoy it, but we also do it for, for viewers and listeners and readers like you. So, <laughs> so thank you. And just we're in heard, terms of. We're like, hoping
5: to uh, release uh, Dementium in October on the 3DS. Oh, I think we could can, we can talk about Dementium, and, too. Yeah, we can do some of that maybe at some point. Yeah. We could
2: just have a horror month. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Dude, I'm sorry.
0: All excited. right, all right. All well, we got I, here, do I love where's, those games, Jules. Those Dementium games where's, are so man? friggin' good. Thanks, Zach. Where's, where's super
5: challenge, yeah. man. The uh, 3DS <laughs> version is really coming together awesome. Greg uh, and Bob, who are working on it, they're doing awesome. It's looking great. Mute the the mode chest wall looks all wet challenge. and juicy and high res. It's great. Oh baby.
6: Mutant Mod Super Challenge, man.
5: Yeah, that's nearly done, too.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a
6: funny story. Here for, a funny story. Was <laughs> I was playing like the 3DS demo at Gamescom, and when I was playing it at Mix, I was terrible with you.
5: You really coffee. were. You were yeah. very surprised.
6: Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I it was,
5: was embarrassing,
6: really. really, really. I was yeah. embarrassed for you. Yep, yeah. 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 I totally agree. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to lie, I totally agree. So I played that game, Scum, and I was almost at my last life, and I finally level, and I screamed it out, and all the people the were like, What the fuck is wrong with you?
5: That is awesome, man. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's Good stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to want to throw my 3DS across the room. <laughs> see, see what's gonna happen with that game? Yeah. Uh, it's
5: yeah. definitely gonna happen. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. What oh
0: my gosh! It? You know what I can do now? Now that we're ending the show, what? I can what? go download Runbo. There you
2: go. <laughs> then we can we can yeah. play online then.
0: download online. Let,
2: let, let me know. Let me know when hmm. you download it Attack. I will go online. And anybody wants to, it. Download right I, now. I, I, will I will join.
6: I will join
1: too. I
2: All I will right. Join too. Nice. Even though it's like five in the morning, <laughs> who cares? He's
0: up. <laughs> yeah. One All last, right.
1: one last, one last thing uh, about connectivity as well. Um, me and Zach, at least, are going to be aiming to do a like another retro chat about um, Castlevania. I was hoping to get that yeah. out before the show, but. Um, it, never, it just didn't happen, so that That's will be right. sort of coming up over the next, hopefully, few shows tell, or whatever. Them which Castle, which game it is. Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, right? Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Oh. So the it's so pull, nice, they made it twice. <laughs> probably going to try and pull in uh, at least a couple of other people into that discussion, so there's more than just me and Zach because I'm not the hugest Castlevania fan, so... I've
0: hmm.
1: um, never played it before, Wait, really. We're so. not,
0: We're not all perfect. We're not all
1: perfect. <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. So um, look forward right. to that if you like Castlevania. All right, close this out, Nick. Since you since you
2: were the host of Con- of connectivity, and I'm just merely the guy who can stop the
3: broadcast.
2: All right, so, so
1: <laughs> Bye bye. He's gonna wave goodbye now.
2: Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> uh, thank right, you, Julian, for joining us. In the Thanks last guys. Week. Uh, thank you everybody.
3: Bye. Bye.